Hello, it is Tuesday, January 8th, 2019, and we have a good one for you. The boys and I dig into plenty of conversations about the Golden Globes and the Wild Card Weekend. Some must-hear takes with Matt Hasselbeck and Sean Merriman as well. And by the way, we have a new presenting sponsor. What? That's how you heard me. Who is it? Great question there. It seemed as if you really wanted to know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> You did, didn't you? Yeah, I do. I'm very interested. Because Ty's like, I work here. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what sponsor is jumping up to the front of the show. Right. Evan Foxy's like, I moved from Michigan to come down here to Indianapolis. Yep. I would like to know what company just paid the most to get up in the front to be the presenting sponsor. Pay my salary. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. You know who it is? Nah. It's our sponsor since day one. Our first sponsor of all time, a company that sells tickets at a rate that's better than everybody else. They're a company that take, took a complicated and confusing th- way of doing things and made it simple. It's a company that was our first sponsor, and now they're our biggest sponsor and advertiser, and that's the greatest ticket buying app on earth, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket buying app on earth, and there's no question about it, Jack. You want to go to a comedy show? SeatGeek. You want to go to Down Air Theater? SeatGeek. You want to go to an NFL playoff game that we'll talk about later today? SeatGeek. Hockey, SeatGeek. College basketball, SeatGeek. You name it, SeatGeek has the best tickets at the best price for the most incredible human beings, and that's you that listen to this show. Use promo code PAT. Right now, you get $10 off your first order. Use promo code McAfee. You get $20 off your first order on SeatGeek. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with the Beautiful human beings at SeatGeek. Shout out SeatGeek, by the way. Yeah, that's awesome. Still doing the $20? I think so, yeah. Love that. Well, they're a great company, and they're so worried about saving people's money that they forget to turn off promo codes like McAfee for $20 off your first order. Too nice. Get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot. Shout out to SeatGeek. We appreciate the hell out of you. They're the only people. They're they're one of the main reasons why we get to do what we do on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. Yep. All you listening, I am so thankful for you, and I want you to be your best you at all hours of the day. Right now, you're listening to this show. It's probably going to be a couple hours long. You're going to learn a lot about the foosball. And maybe tonight, you're going to lay it down, okay? Mm-hmm. You're going to be in a bedroom. And you're going to be with somebody you care about. And they're like, hey, take me to Pleasure Town, Daddy. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do that. But you're not just going to play in the amateurs anymore. You're going to go up and be a goddamn all-pro in the sack. And let's face it. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Studies show 70% of guys who experience erectile dysfunction don't get treated for it. That's bad. Because the thing most people don't realize is that ED is like a check engine light for a man's body. It could be an indicator that there's something more serious going on, like a heart issue or diabetes. Jesus. Thankfully, Roman has created an easy, discreet way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Tonight, when you go into the bedroom, be the greatest bedroom man you could ever be and take care of that ED that 70% of guys experience. Go in there with a baseball bat. (laughs) Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose your ED, then ship meds right from their pharmacy to your door. With Roman, you don't have to wait in waiting rooms. You don't have to deal with any awkward face-to-face conversations or make any uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You just have to visit GetRoman.com slash USA, fill out a brief questionnaire, chat with a doctor, and get a real FDA-approved medication if recommended by your doctor. 
It's all prescribed online and delivered straight to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Mm, nobody's know that you're. Nobody's going to know that you're taking PEDs nope. in the bedroom. No one's going to know that you're showing up with a much better bat than anybody else that stepped into that <laughs> batter's box. That's a good metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> coming from a pro good. baseball player. I am. Yep, professional baseball player. Mm-hmm. Still buy the documentary now. That actually.com. Go talk to the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but it's really important. And now, with Roman, it's really easy to get to take care of it. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Step your game up, boys. Welcome to the big leagues. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who was a quarterback for a long time in the NFL. Long time. Back whenever Starter was the official... Sponsor of the NFL, <laughs> then Reebok, then Nike, a man that was brought in to make people around him better. He did that in Tennessee. He did that with the Colts, and now he's doing it at ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, legendary bald man, Matthew Hasselback. Yeah. What's up, Pat? Hey, by the way, Puma. Puma was my jersey with the Seahawks my first year. Oh, wow. It was, a, it was a Puma jersey. I'm happy I was close. Starter was just like a mock to it. It was like me saying like a MySpace, like you're throwing back. Puma's the same type of thing. Good for you. You've been around a long time in this game. Yeah, that was the thing. The Seahawks were actually in the AFC West at the time. Wow. That's I came into the AFC West. Okay, so you've seen the NFL get realigned, reshifted, and remotivated almost. Now you're at ESPN. And to be honest, I think the most crazy thing about you is you sent me two PR people's numbers to get you get you on the show. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just trying to compete, man. You know, you got your own entourage. You got like the guy who uh, opens the door for you. You got the guy who lies and says you're in the bathroom. How is life at ESPN, man? You're, you're... By, by the way, I, I think I, can we tell people what happened? Like, basically, I called to talk to you. Your guy answers the phone. He goes, oh, hold on. He's in the bathroom. As I have on my computer screen, Pat McAfee live doing weigh-ins. <laughs> watching it as your guy's lying to me. So that's no background. Uh, you, you want to know why he might have lied to you? Because let me give a little background on my side. So yesterday I texted my friend, Matt Hasselbeck. You guys ever heard of him? Hey, good guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Real Pretty good, good. quarterback. I was, yeah, I was teammates with him. We showered together. He came to my uh, my debut of my stand-up. I mean, really good friends. First guest on my show whenever I was doing a, mm-hmm. a local newspaper show here in Indianapolis. Good friend of mine. I think we sat next to each other a couple times, mm-hmm. maybe on some trips. Got along a while. Text on a very regular occasion. Good sure. friend. Good mm-hmm. friend of mine. So obviously, wild card weekend, I sent a little texty text. Yeah, big weekend. Hey, bub. You had a great weekend on television. Your brain was good. Anyway, you could be a guest on my show on the podcast on Tuesday. He goes, ah, per contract, I can't say yes. Here's two people that you can get on board with. That's what you did, right, Matt? Uh, I think that you're embellishing just a little bit. You're not really embellishing. You're leaving out something, okay? What happened was I made a pro punter slash kicker tweet, and I feel like it popped in your mind late on Sunday night. You're like, huh. Hmm, I like that tweet. I'm going to add this guy to my already stacked guest list. That's kind of how I felt about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Let, let me read what I had to do with this, uh, the PR person from ESPN. Hi, Allie. Her name's Allie. My name's Pat McAfee. Mr. Hasselbeck, I said. This is somebody from ESPN trying to get my friend, by the way, on the show. Yeah, oh, yeah. good guy. 
I apologize for your interruption on this beautiful Sunday. I was wondering if Matthew could come on my podcast this week. Would love to chat with him about luck in the NFL playoffs. He and I were teammates together. Would only want him to look good in this conversation, right? I would only want mm-hmm. you to look good because he's an incredible human. Let me know if this is possible, and thank you for your time. She responds with, thanks for your text. When? So I tell her, Monday afternoon, show comes out on Tuesday. Oh, she says. <laughs> I've got several requests for Matt right now, so if there are any other date options, will you let me know? Wow. I go, no, no, no other date options. Oh, we'll try to fit you in there. We'll try to fit you in Matt's oh, schedule. Yo, we'll try. Oh, no, we'll try to fit Allie. you in that schedule there. It's we'll try to. Matthew has a hey, schedule. He's so packed. We'll try to fit you in this is just like when, like, a girl asks you out on a date, you know, or you ask a girl out on a date, you know, like, hey, how about Friday? Like, ah, I don't know, I'm kind of busy. <laughs> Building up the anticipation, man. It's a little hard to get. It's all right. Still love. No, all with, good. Uh, I can spin this in two different directions, all on how I tell that story there. The way I chose to do it was to make you look like a terrible friend. But what it's, <laughs> the way I could have done it is you have become a very big deal in football media, man. Everybody's seeking your opinion on things. you got a lot of requests in the media things. On ESPN, you do very well. The show is good. How are you enjoying becoming a voice of the NFL? You know what? It is fun. I uh, I was nervous that, you know, leaving 18 years in the NFL, I'd be like, hey, I'd miss the team, miss the camaraderie, miss the locker room. Uh, but I feel like I have that on the shows that I'm on. You know, Sunday morning, it's uh, Randy Moss, Charles Woodson, Rex Ryan, Sam Ponder, Adam Schefter. Um, Monday Night Football, we add uh, Steve Young, Susie Culver. And, you know, so I get that team flavor, I guess. And then obviously the people behind the scenes, we've got – uh, people that help us with stats, people that help us with producing and directing. So it's very much a team thing, and, and I get to go on the road. Like this past week I was at the Colts-Texans game, got to see a lot of old teammates, coaches. Um, you know, so I, I feel like I'm still in the game, which I like a lot. Well, and there's no chance of you getting blown up, like getting crushed <laughs> too. That's got to feel pretty good on the body. I, now you're just doing I, little yeah. mental workouts. Yeah, no doubt. You know, you go down to Houston and you're uh, saying hello to like, uh, you know, J.J. Watt and Clowney and Merciless. It's a whole different deal. Last time I saw those guys, uh, I took a helmet to the chin and was drinking uh, Jamba Juice for two weeks. So, uh, you know, much better now. Speaking of being at the Texans Colts game. This Colts team is hot. And I think even everybody always says, like the Giants, the year that Coughlin was almost fired and then they went on to win the Super Bowl with the Patriots. It doesn't matter what team is hot all the season. It matters who's hot in the playoffs. This Colts team feels like a very hot team. You had a one-on-one with Luck. You got to be in the facility. What's going on with that Colts team? You feel good about us? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, even this weekend, you know, the Colts were better than just about every team that played this weekend statistically. More first downs, more rushing first downs, more total yards, more rushing yards, which is like 200. Didn't give up a sack. Had only two penalties, basically 10 yards of penalties for the entire game. Uh, defense, Defense had a shutout for three quarters, really gave up seven points the whole day. So I think it's a complete team. You know, we talk a lot about Andrew Luck coming back, but there's other guys on that, on that, you know, on that team and coaches, first time coaches at coordinator positions that are doing a heck of a job. And then, and then, oh, by the way, Andrew Luck is back. So I think quite honestly, uh, the Colts are probably the most complete team that you don't know about and uh, and really could surprise people even this weekend against a hot, you know, really hot, explosive Kansas City Chiefs team. 
So, so you kind of rode the fence there at the end. You you went on quite a run, and then you said, but also hot. Well, here's, the, here's the reason why. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs have the MVP at quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is doing things that other people aren't doing. Even Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Jared Goff, great years. But they're not in the category that Patrick Mahomes is in uh, offensively. You know, really, that's just those are just the facts. The 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 I think the reason why you'll see some people in the national media pick the Colts is because they believe in Andrew Luck. They've probably studied some numbers like I just sort of regurgitated to you. And uh, the other thing is Kansas City, they've got home field advantage and a loud crowd, all that stuff. But for whatever reason, they've had a hard time winning home playoff games you got to go all the way back to before Patrick Mahomes was born to find a day where the Kansas City Chiefs won a home playoff game. The last time they did it, Joe Montana was their quarterback. So I think there's pressure. I remember as a quarterback when I was playing for Seattle, I think the Seahawks hadn't won a playoff game since 1984. And we were trying to do it in like 2005. And uh, and you just felt the pressure from all those – you know, the, the former the players, the legends of your, your team, your organization, like you feel the pressure of that. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes feels it because he seems like a cool cat, but I know that the, there's other people in that organization that certainly feel it. And so I think that's a great matchup. That'll be the first playoff game of the weekend. I think that it's going to be a great one. Did you see the Pat Mahomes no look video with Peter King thing? I, I did. I didn't listen to it, but I watched it. It was, um, it was cool. I mean, I love watching Patrick Mahomes play. I love watching him throw. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of no-look passes. They usually work. Uh, they don't always really work, but they usually work. See, that's my thing. Like, Michael Dixon's getting a lot of credit for a drop-kicking, right? Australian guy. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of NFL guys, myself included, that can really drop-kick well. I've never done it publicly, right? So it, it's just like the no-look pass thing, I think, for quarterbacks. Is that like a normal thing? Or is Patrick Mahomes doing something that's very silly? No, so listen. I, you know, I have a I have a no look pass in my repertoire, but oh, I can do it left. Wow. I can do it right. I mean, most guys will have it in the repertoire. Breaking it out in a game is a whole other thing, next level. Yep. Brett Favre has them. You have these throws, kind of like uh, you know, some a trick shot you have with your sand wedge. You know, like some you have one. You know, does it come up? Do you get the opportunity to use it. Do you have the courage to use it. He used it and hit a guy in stride. It was awesome. I've got a like a no look pass where I can look at you and then you know if I'm looking at twelve o'clock the ball comes out at like two or three o'clock. It's a pretty you know like I like that throw. The problem is it doesn't always work. I, I have another one that's not as good that I tried to use on Brian Urlacher one time. I no looked him, but he wasn't looking at me, so I hit him <laughs> between the five and the four. And after the game, he comes up to me. He's like. Dude, what were you thinking on that interception? I'm like, dude, I no looked you. He's like, wow, I missed it. Right I'm like, yeah, I was no looking you too. <laughs> so you got you to be careful. Doesn't always doesn't always pan out. Great uh, analogy there, because I have the Phil Mickelson flop. Everybody who's ever golfed with me knows it. I bust that thing out, and mm-hmm. fucking, it's a uh, next oh, level mm-hmm. thing. Oh, yeah. the Phil right, Mick- but that's a good point. Like you bust it out, like when it's fun to bust it out. But if you got a, like a birdie opportunity and money's on the line, are you busting it out? Like maybe you are, but then are you making it happen? Like did it did it did it work? And so like, I think that's what's impressive to me about the Patrick Mahomes no look. It wasn't like hey, we're up by twenty one. This doesn't matter. It was a big game. Huge moment, and uh, he busted it out, and it worked perfectly. All right, you have to go soon. Um, it's our fault. We showed up late for this. I mean, we had to go through your publicists, but we showed up late to this because <laughs> the weight loss challenge. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Patriots are going to win again? Is that what's going to happen? 
you know what? There's a lot. I live in Boston. There's a lot of hate for the Patriots. There's a lot of like, ah, oh, you know, we're we're only the two seed. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, we barely got to buy. Wow. Like, the expectations are so high for that team. But this whole time, I'm saying to myself, like, they, they could be right back in this thing. Uh-huh. You know, it could be the Patriots yeah. and the Saints, or the Patriots and the Rams, or oh. you know, who knows? It could be the Patriots and the Eagles again. The Nick, the the Nick Foles magic. I really think the Patriots. They struggled late. They got back on track with games against Buffalo and the Jets. Something happened where they just got away from James White. James White, the running back, is kind of my MVP of the Patriots this season. If Gronk can get healthy and they can not forget about James White, I think the Patriots have every opportunity to be back in in the Super Bowl. Um, But but they got a tough Chargers team coming to town that's pretty complete themselves and have had they have not lost a game away from LA this season so you know that's what's so fun about the playoffs you know we get to uh, we get to find out anything can happen is this Philip Rivers last run here that's why they're all balling behind him no i don't think it's his last last run but you know he's a consistent player he's he's a very consistent player I, I think Anthony Lynn's done a really nice job in that running game. Ken Wisenhunt's calling the plays offensively. Gus Bradley, who's a former uh, defensive coordinator, former head coach, but former defensive coordinator when I was in Seattle. He's a real sound like uh, defensive coordinator. Like he's not a riverboat gambler like some of these guys. Feast or famine. He's uh, he's more mathematical. He's more calculated. He's less risky. He's a keep it in front of you guy. And so if you have the offense to go with that. Um, you know, he's a he's a guy that can be really successful, and he's showing that. Yeah, they had seven DBs on the field, I guess, against uh, three, three safeties at linebacker. Yeah. Good idea, good idea. Keep up with the speed of Lamar Jackson. Kind of, so that's so now the Lamar Jackson offense is beat. I mean, that's what happens. Defensive coordinators figure it out. Bang, it's over. Well, you think about it though. It, you know, it's a it's just decent point. The quarterbacks that are now out of the playoffs, you got Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Trubisky, Lamar, all great scramblers. You got guys that are still in that had a bye week that are more pocket passers. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Jared Goff. Even you go back to the last two Super Bowls, you're talking about uh, Foles and Brady or Matt Ryan and Brady. Those guys, you know, they probably couldn't beat, you know, I don't know, my 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 friends that I grew up with in a 40 yard dash. But uh, <laughs> but those guys those guys know how to play winning playoff football that gets you to a Super Bowl and wins you a Super Bowl. And so. You know, I think it's great if you can make Sports Center top ten and all that with like plays outside the pocket, but consistently throwing the ball on time with rhythm from the pocket, accuracy, decision, uh, you know, decision making, timing, you know, those types of things. That's how you win a Super Bowl, and you know, obviously, guys like Tom Brady have proved that. It's crazy to hear that because you were such a mobile quarterback. You would think that you'd be going to bat for them. Thank you so much. Like, like, hey, like I told you, man, two for two on fire calls as a as a backup holder. So. He sent me that text, <laughs> by the way. He sent me that, te- and he in your follow up text to that was starter holder starting holders normally don't have a fire happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're the man. It's awesome watching you succeed. Good luck with all your uh, other NFL conversation. I can't wait to meet up with you, hopefully down at the Super Bowl. Hey, Pat, anytime my publicist says I can, I'm happy to come on. <laughs> Hang up on him, please. <laughs> See him. Uh, he's a good dude, man. He's a really good dude. Oh, yeah, mask I'm be- guy. I'm being serious when I say he's a good His dad, he was like a ball boy for the Patriots when he was a kid. Because his dad used to be uh, in the Patriots organization mm-hmm. somehow, some mm-hmm. way. He was a good guy in our locker room, man. When he came in, he was a good guy in our locker room. He helped out a lot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
calling us from the sunny Los Angeles on the West Coast. This man was an all-pro, a pro bowler, a legend on the field, and a blossoming businessman off the field. Right now, it's his last week. You can get 50% off at lightsout.com. Is that right? Lightsoutbrand.com, friend of the show, Los Angeles Charger, then he was a bill for a little bit, Sean Merriman. What's up, brother? Hey, now I have a question. Like, your nickname is Lights Out. Do people call you Lights Out that are friends with you, or they call you Sean, Mr. Merriman? What do people call you? Mostly everybody called me Lights. Uh, it's funny. I haven't heard uh, Sean in like a very long time. <laughs> or when I go back home with my family, you know, most people call me Sean, but everybody else calls me Light. Okay, so you're walking around, people are like, yo, Lights, Lights, Lights. That's an incredible yeah, nickname. People that I've never met before in my life, and they, they called me Lights. I don't know. They just decided that was going to be it. So <laughs> well, Everybody's lazy. I mean, Lights <laughs> Out is two syllables. We can get that thing down to one. That's the way it's been going. Let's talk about playoff football. Let's talk about the Chargers. Phillip Rivers it seems to be playing his best football yet. He might have looked the fastest I've ever seen him on that first down run. This Chargers team seems to be legit. Nobody has a clue about anything about him. How are they faring? Why are they so good, Sean? They're good because they're Lights. balanced. Fuck. You know, Pat, if you look at the teams that I played on back in the mid-2000s, and you've got LT, LaDainian Thompson in the backfield. you got Antonio Gates, Vincent Jackson. you got so many all-stars on the team. We had great players. Uh, but with this team, this current team, they're the most balanced team in the NFL. You know, as a former defensive player, I'm going into this game. I'm like, okay, what, what are they tend to do? you got a wide receiver lining up wide. Is the running, running back five yards off the ball? You know, they, got, they have no tendencies. You know, they can toss the ball to three or four different guys in the offense at any given time. So when you when you can't game plan for them, they're just, they're just tough to beat. That's what's, that's what's been key for them all year. They've been incredible on the road. I've been saying it's because they didn't really have a home field advantage at the, end of, at the beginning of the year because L.A. was the Rams team. Do you think L.A. is coming around on the Chargers? Yeah, it's, it's been that way. I mean, if you think about it um, – you know, there's a, a lot of people that are just not happy with them making a move from San Diego, right? So no matter if they want to fence or not, you got people saying, you know what, no matter what, I'm not going to support them. Uh, then you got people that's on the fence, like in the gray area. They're saying, yeah, you know, it's not that bad, but I don't know if I'm going to go up to L.A. I don't want to find still one to still support it. But you start to win some games, and now you got people at the, at, at the games. Like I went out to – I mean, I've been at all the games, but that Ravens game that they had was phenomenal. That was the, the most pumped I've seen the stadium the entire year, actually since they moved to Subhub. And it's starting, starting to make that conversion, man, where people are like, you know what, this is my team, they're playing well, uh, I'm going to go support them. So that's where they're at with it right now. Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, not great history. Is there any way that Phil can beat the New England Patriots and Tom Brady? Yes, absolutely. And this is the year for him to do it. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want anybody to confuse the fact that I'm being a homer. I mean, I've been saying that that the Chargers were going to be this team since the preseason. You know, there's just the players, you look around the field and what they have, it's hard for them not to be playing the way they're playing right now, especially after having nine games, one of nine games last year in a row. So I, I expected this. So it's not taking away anything from Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the greatness they've created over there with that team. On the other hand, they are not the same team that they once were. They're just not. Um, they've found ways to win football games because of the greatness of coaching. They, they found ways to put players there. Josh Gordon played well early in the year. 
Now he's suspended. He's not playing. So now you, you, you're looking at what, what does this team have that you're going to, you really got to go out and be fearful of. You got a great coach. You got a great quarterback. You got some players that can make some plays. Not the dominance that they were in the past. So it's going to be a hard fought game because Tom Brady's going to go out and do his thing. But they're not as dominant as they as they once were. So Sean Merriman, big time name in the NFL's history. Lights out. They call him lights. Lights. Legend in the NFL realm. Says that this weekend, whenever the Chargers travel to New England, that the Patriots dynasty is dead that's what you're saying sean absolutely but it's not you know this is, what, this is what you get you got a bunch of patriots fans saying you know what this guy's a homer homer no no i'm not being a homer it's just if you look at how they're stacked across the board right i mean the, the ravens had the they got the best defense in the national football league you knew that game was going to be tight they, you know, they're, they're good across the board. It's a great matchup defensively. And once the Chargers figure out a way to punch the ball in the end zone after those three, three or four field goals, then they, I knew that the game was possibly over then. You know, the, New England can put up points, and they're great at home. They're great at Foxborough. And I've lost the AFC Championship game. They're in Foxborough. It is tough as hell to play there. You know, the atmosphere is going to be aggressive. It's just a hard place to go out and play. They got great fans to get loud and rowdy there. But, and it's a terrible place to play. But. Go ahead, say it. But it, this, this year, but they don't have the same team. That was, oh, you know, he said, that's that's all he said to say. they don't have the same team as they had in the past. Hey, Sean Merriman just said what a lot of people have been saying this year, but Sean Merriman's voice carries some weight because uh -huh. he's an ex-player. He's lost in the AFC Championship there. I have also been a part of a team that has lost in Foxborough. I, I got pounded. Oh, no, who is he? <laughs> I was a part of a team that got pounded by Tom Brady often there for a while. The dynasty is one of the most impressive things in the history of the sport. True story. But, boy, this Chargers team looks tough to beat. Let's move across the board there a little bit. Chiefs, Colts, what else are you looking for? Rams, you like the Rams? Do you think they're going to continue to go? Is there a natural beef because you're both trying to claim the city? Do the Rams hate the Chargers and vice versa? And also, I think there's a scenario where both AFC and NFC championships games could be hosted in L.A. How awesome would that be for Los Angeles? You know, Pat, it's another thing that I said before the season. I said it on the show, right? And the room got silent as a mouse. You you can hear a mouse piss on a sponge, how quiet it got in there. Everybody looked at me mouse crazy, right? Host. And I said, there could be two <laughs> L.A. teams playing against each other in the Super Bowl. And it was, people looked at me like I was completely out of my mind. Well, I'm not looking so crazy now. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because it's, it's the Chargers' time for them to turn over the lease. And it's the Chargers' time because of the team that they built, right? We talked about the balance and who they have on both sides of the ball. I mean, that's the most sacks they've had you know, against the Ravens in team history in the playoff, or since, I think, 92 or something or hey, whatever Joe it was. Joe Flacco would have got just, crushed, it, by the way. If people were calling just, for Joe Flacco, he would have got murdered in there with that D-line the way they were playing. If if Joe Flacco got in there, he would have been a standing dummy, punching bag, <laughs> that would have just got sacked over and over again and because he can't move. You know, towards the end of the game, Lamar Jackson made some plays with his leg that they wouldn't even have a shot to come back if Joe Flacco was there. He made some plays with his legs and found a way to throw the ball down the field. Joe Flacco is not capable of doing that. That's just not his game. 
Okay, so you like the Chargers, you like the Rams. Let's talk about what you're doing off the field. Lights out brand. You're a businessman. Are you sitting in boardrooms and shit? What do you got going on? Yeah, man, uh, we got lightsoutbrand.com. We also uh, will be in Tilly's, you know, just most parts of the country next week. So you can go to Tilly's and ask for Lights Out brand as well. So we'll be in there cranking. Hey, hold on. You got picked, out, you got picked up by a, uh, a store? Yeah, yeah, we're in Tilly's, man. I mean, that's that's, that's our main partner right now. They got uh, 230 stores nice with cranking in there. Streetwear. I've seen Tilly's, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like mm-hmm. Sun's replacement, mm-hmm. right? Everybody started going right. to Tilly's instead. All the, all the malls, yeah. Hey, when you go into Shark Tank there and you say, hey, yeah, I just got into 30 Tilly's, I think people, <laughs> that's a great business move by you. Yeah, you know, it's cool, man, because I had a nickname since I was 16, right? I mean, people called me Light Tosh since I was 16, and I you know, found a way to really brand it and make active wear and, and cool clothes. Like, that was a part of what I always wanted to do, just to work out like hell, because I'm still a muscle head, I'm still a meathead, but I also make, you know, clothes just feel sure. comfortable with it. People, people can wear it, man. That's just, you know, it's always been my thing. Congratulations on that. 50% off right now this last week, this entire week, with the promo code PLAYOFFS, I believe, lightsoutbrand.com. You also were almost getting into bare-knuckle fighting, I think. Maybe that was just all hype. I don't know. You signed a contract and then it disappeared. Where are you when it comes to professional fighting? And why? Uh, and you know, why? That, 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 can, that can still happen, man. But, you know, look out for the big news in the last couple of months. And I've been talking about it for a year. Um, there will be a – I will own part of an uh, MMA league coming up here in the next few months that oh. I will announce. I've been working on it for a little over a year. And uh, it, there's a big possibility that I can fight in there also. So we're, we're trying to work that out. This way, I don't have to worry about nobody oh, screwing around fighter. my contract because I'll be doing my own contract. And if I want to go fight, then I'll fight. That's Vince McMahon. Very Vince McMahon-like <laughs> of you. Uh, why do you want to fight, man? You, you're in, like, what, you played in the NFL for a long time. You hit a lot of people. You're, you're in Tilly's now. You're a businessman. Why, why, why do you want to fight? Why do you want a human cockfight out there? Hey, you, you know more than anybody, right? We're just... We're competitive as hell, right? I mean, we, we got to stay with it. I mean, you know, you, you've been wrestling and doing different stuff, too, and which sure. I you know, kind of messed around with the WWE and, and, and you know, almost signed a contract there a few years ago. Um, huh. You know, I just like staying active. I go, you know, for me, I, I go and spar a couple days a week anyway, right? I'm going to the gym a couple, a couple hours a day anyway. It's, it's a lifestyle that you, ne- you, you live, so you just have to kind of stay mm-hmm. in tune with it. True, I do that all the time, man. <laughs> it's my fucking lifestyle. So, yeah. I spar about three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. Me and Todd get the gloves out, start hammering. <laughs> will you be good? Like when you fight, will you be good or are you going to get your ass kicked? Are you gonna, if you're the boss, you can feed yourself somebody easy, get you a small little white guy in there. <laughs> Look, man, I wouldn't show my face if I got my ass beat. I mean, <laughs> You know, for for me, I just don't. I don't. That's just not who I am, right? I mean, the guys who I spar when I train with are are they killers, right? I mean, these guys are beasts and a lot better than me. So, you know, I gotta I gotta go in there and take my lumps and bruises as I'm, you know, picking up and just learning the craft. First and foremost, I've been doing it for almost 13 years just to stay in shape during the oh. off season. But when I was going to go fight, it was the first time I actually been in a real life training a fight camp for three months. And, uh, you know, so Manny Pacquiao's coach, uh, Justin Fortune, was who I was training with, and also Unbreakable Gym out here in L.A., back and forth. So I, I had, you know, for me, I was sparring some real killers, so I took my lumps and bruises early. Jesus. So you're in Team Pacquiao's camp? Is that How'd that happen? Yeah, so, I mean, we Justin Fortune, who's his coach, I mean, he's still getting trained by Freddie Roach, but Justin Fortune, who's here in L.A., um, when I was going to do the bare-knuckle boxing, and mind you, the, the bare-knuckle boxing was just stand-up. It was no takes to the ground, no, no knees, no elbows. 
So that was going to go down. You know, nine days before it happens, they decided to cut. They want to renegotiate my contract by fifty percent, and I told them to go to hell. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't fuck. We, we ain't getting no cage or, or a ring with no gloves for fifty <laughs> percent. Get the hell out of here. No, no, it just wasn't what happened. It was just it was a crappy way to come into the sport because I've been around the game for a long time. But you know, I will I will be announcing a uh, MMA league that I plan on taking over. You know, I've been working on for the last year and a half, so. That's that's going to be big. Good for you. Good for you, Sean. All right, before you get out of here, I have uh, I have some co-hosts here. You heard them at the beginning. They they were so intrigued and interested by Sean Merriman calling in. They all have a question for you. Is it okay if we go around the room? Because the room would like to know. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Up first is uh, a former state police detective of 21 years, Todd McComas. Sean, hey, I'm a big MMA fan, so I want to know who's who's the most well-known fighter that you've trained with, that you've sparred with? Um, t- probably Tito. Um, oh, Tito nice. Ortiz, we got in there. But when I when I first started, I was uh, Jake. I was Jake Glazer's first NFL guy to kind of transition over to M- MMA huh. uh, back in like 2005. So, so you- I was training with Randy Couture and uh, Chuck Liddell. I've trained with Tito Ortiz, uh, Ty Woodley. We you know spent uh, a few all seasons together, so. Um, yeah, I've been around these guys, man, for a long time. Nice. So you're, you, you you describe yourself as a well-rounded guy. All those those guys are real, very well-rounded. They have a good takedown defense, but they uh, they bang on their feet. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I, I'm used to tackling people. So if I get myself in trouble, I can get your ass on the ground. Nice. That's, that's <laughs> what I like to hear. Do the big Brock Lesnar bear tackle? Just hold them down and beat up their face. That's an incredible thing. This next guy is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's got a good beard. He's down 15. Nope. 13. 13 pounds in the last six days. Uh, Diggs. Sean, is Philip Rivers allergic to latex or he's just an irresponsible human? Good question. <laughs> a lot of kids, Sean. Dude, honestly, I think he's going for his own football team. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, he, just, he just needs a couple more. So he, he might even have one or two coming off the bench by the time he's done. I don't know. So he. Uh, I don't know, man. It's incredible. But when you, uh, you know, we playing football that long and you made the money he has, you can have it, have it as right. as you want to, I guess. He doesn't swear either. No cusses, they say. No mm. cuss words. Mm. He'll say what? Gracious Pete? Gracious to Pete, yeah. That's the <laughs> goddamn is gracious to Pete. Wow. That's an interesting go. I don't respect that. He talks shit, though, too. I, enjoy, I like oh, yeah. Phil Rivers yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah but, but this is the thing about Philip. H- how much shit can you really talk when I know. you don't curse? I know. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's... So what about Philip? Philip is animated, right? Philip is animated, and you're just not used to seeing quarterbacks talk back to you, right? If you're on this team, you love it. Like when I when he went to NC State, and I was playing him against, and when I was at University of Maryland, we played against each other. I didn't like Philip a whole lot because I was like, I would hit him, and you would see him jawing back and saying something back to the guy that was laying on top of him, and I'm like, this guy's out of control. It's insane. But he's it's not like he's saying anything bad or negative. He's not saying, you know, f you, you suck. He'll be tapping you in the head, and tell you a good hit, and you're just not used to a quarterback saying that. <laughs> the Andrew Luck move, mm-hmm. not bad play. Next question is coming from an Italian guy named Nick. Nick, what do you got? Sean, you spent a lot of time in San Diego, one of the most beautiful, perfect places. The climate, the temperature, amazing, incredible. And at the end of your career, you spent a little bit of time in Buffalo. <laughs> Can you please tell us something good about Buffalo? Hey, I'm not taking a shot at Buffalo. Hey, yeah, that was. I'm, put, I'm putting Sean on a platform here to enlighten us all and help out the city of Buffalo. Jesus. Give us a glowing endorsement. The, the people and food is amazing, top notch. Um, 
the thing is with Buffalo is you feel like everybody's a second or third cousin, mm-hmm. right? Like they just oh. walk on the street and they're just like, hey, yeah. what's up? Like, like, like no, they knew you for 10, 15 years. And it's different from being on the West Coast because everybody whips out their phone and they want to catch you on TMZ. They want to catch you doing something you're not supposed to be doing. In Buffalo, they walk up to you like they've known you for 15 years uh, because that's just kind of what city it is. And um, I got a few places like Dove's and Anchor Barn and, um, you know, really mm. good steakhouses mm. that, I, that I used to love going to in Buffalo. So the mm. people on food are great. Ever heard of it, Nick? Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Unbelievable. Shout out Can't Buffalo. Can't wait to check it out next time I go. Shout out <laughs> Buffalo, by the way. You ever been caught on TMZ saying something terrible? Stupid? No, not really, man. I'm always, you know, I'm not a rookie editor, so I've never said anything <laughs> too crazy. Actually, sometimes just regular stuff that come out of my mouth is crazy, but um, <laughs> you, maybe, if you catch a, maybe if you catch a guy walking out of the club after a few drinks, you're, like, you're more willing to say something that you wouldn't have if you didn't have those <laughs> few drinks. Um, but most most of the time now, man, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty cool about it. Jeff Gorman worked in the NFL for a decade. Now he's a five tool player dummy. Here, uh, Jeffrey, you got a question? I do. Road rage. Do you still? Uh, is it something that you deal with in, in your post football life? And if you do have road rage, have you ever just rolled down the window? Somebody gets a glimpse of you and goes, "Oh shit." Great question. <laughs> no, no. You know, I had a, a few instances like when I was younger, right? And um, People, well, a couple of people cut me off. I had a guy to kind of walk up to the car and tap on the glass we go. and try to open my door. We go. Well, I opened it for him and I stood out <laughs> and he got back in his car and drove off. Oh, <laughs> why, why is there not an internet video of that? That video would have crushed. Guy goes to fight Sean Merriman, sees Sean Merriman, runs from Sean Merriman. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. TMZ would have loved that one. Next guy's name is Zito, Jose Perez, actually. Mr. Uh, Mr. Out, uh, you kind of talked about uh, your uh, story, how you became Lights Out. Uh, for that yep. whole time, so you, t- what is it, you knocked out three people in the first half, and the f- last half you knocked out one person? You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Who was the yeah, first person to call you Lights Out after that game? What's that? Who was the first person to call you Lights Out? How did it become? So it's about, about 20 students that come run up to me after the game, and they couldn't believe, and they said, oh, man, you knocked you knocked those guys lights out. And then I was, I kind of just played it off. Like everything was cool. Like it was supposed to happen. I said, well, just call me, yeah, call me lights out. And it stuck with me since my sophomore year. Like I wasn't planning on it. They just came up to me and said, man, you knocked those guys lights out. And I said, yeah, well call me lights out. And it stuck with me all the way through. Even now. Anybody ever go with LO there? What's that? LO. Like, Hey, yeah, I get called LO. Yep. LO sometime too. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that's where I'd probably head. Mr. Mm. <laughs> Ronald. That's a good one. This guy's from Boston. Uh, he hates everything you said about the Patriots earlier. Connor's his name. Yeah, Lights. I uh, used to be a huge fan. Now I'm not. Um, so <laughs> you played You played with Phillip Rivers many children ago. When he first came into the league, was he uh, sort of like a father figure leader right away, or did it take him some time to kind of settle into that head QB position? Um, well, Tom Brady's old, so he's the most father figure I've ever had. Um, but, you know, Philip, you know, Philip is just one of the guys, he's a natural born leader, right? He's a competitor. He, uh, this guy, he just, he never, he, he, it's never a negative thing about him. Like he finds a positive on every single thing. He's always competitive. So that was the first thing I noticed about him. Huh. Like from day Seems one. Seems like he wanted to kill a kicker. Um, <laughs> he's animated. Yeah. He's animated. Yeah. He wears his heart on his face. <laughs> Those hey you guys found one the money badger by the way you guys gotta love him in chargers nation 
Oh man, I'm, I'm going to send him some free lights out gear. He's about to get all free gear nice. from me forever. Son you know that guy. He's just he's just clutch, man. His uh, you know, his body language is different. You just feel a lot better with him going up to make a big kick and make things happen. The the host, like I said, the, the situation is different with the team. They didn't have that in the past. Money Badger is knocking balls through too. He does have that swag. One to the U that helps. Mm-hmm. So next guy's from Iowa, Ty Schmidt. Hey, Lights, uh, just curious, of all the teams left in the playoffs, are there uh, a couple guys that you prefer watching, or are there any guys that kind of remind you of you when you uh, used to play? Uh, you know, it's different now, man. Um, you know, if anybody, I would say Khalil Mack, because he still has this uh, this athleticism plus the brutes out of him that can go through you, too. You know, he can run around you or go through you. Uh, he can also drop the coverage or drop back if he needs to. Uh, so pro- probably him, you know, where he could just he's just so damn dominant that uh, he can take over a game. The rest of the guys are either really good pass rushers or they can play the run really good, but it's, a, it's, they're not, it's not a combination as much anymore. Uh, this last guy's a 12-year-old, Evan Foxy. <laughs> yeah, Sean, you had one of the best sack celebrations of all time. All time. So I'm just curious, are there any celebrations in any sport that you like out there right now? No, because everybody copycats a little bit now, <laughs> man. It's like, True. you know, nobody's really original. Um you got some guys that, that just do whatever the latest dance is, right? I mean, whatever the latest yep. dance is, they do. And I just, for me, I just really couldn't see myself doing that and being part of the crowd of everyone else. Um, you know, think about, like, Jared Allen when he played, right? Jared Allen had the thing with the uh, with the rodeo. Yeah, yep. hog tie. The hog tie. Uh, you, had, you had some guy, Joey Porter, had that big that kick. After he got a sack, he went and go kick. So mm-hmm. it was always some kind of original play, and it's not, it's not really that original like it used to be. Is that shots fired across the entire NFL from lights out? <laughs> they need to pick was up that, their celly game? Is that what you're saying? Is that shots fired across the entire NFL from lights out? No, I mean, you could call it what you want. I mean, it's, just, <laughs> it's, not, as original. it's not as original as it, as it once was, man. All right, have an incredible rest of the playoffs here. Good luck with all your businesses. LightsOpBrand.com, 50% off right now. Uh, good for you, man. You're doing great shit over there. I hope you keep it going, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, brother. Appreciate y'all, man. Have it easy. Hey, by the way, when you fight, when you fight, I would like a heads up. I'd like to be in, in the front row for that. I would enjoy just seeing the front row there to see how it all goes. All right, cool, man. I'll make it happen. Let's do it. Well, he owns nice. the fighting company. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lights Out, Sean Merriman. That was awesome. The wild card weekend was a lot of wild. <laughs> some card. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. We, we talked off air a little bit. I enjoyed the setup where it's like uh, Friday night I had Dateline. Mm-hmm. Oh. He just punched that microphone, will you, Gorms? Sorry. You were saying? <laughs> <laughs> Friday, by the way, joining me at Tom McComas, at Diggs, at Nick Morado, at Hey Gorman, at Viva Lazito, at Boston Connor, try to spell it, at Evan Foxy, at Ty Schmidt. And uh, Friday night, I watched the Dateline. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's my normal go to on the weekend. Friday nights, they're in a new season, too, so they got new new episodes. Okay. Kickstart. Yeah. New mysteries. Do you mm-hmm. DVR it just in case you miss it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it DVR Also, like to watch it later after it starts so I can skip the commercials. Yeah. Oh, get oh, right to smart. it. Smart. Yeah. TiVo move. So I Netflix Dateline by starting it an hour later. 
Mm-hmm. So I can just binge right through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I oh, Netflix yeah. that thing. Yeah, 45 minutes, not an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great episode Friday night. Kicked off a great weekend. Great episode. Love scandal, triangle, lies, murder, Ooh. dateline class. Any sex? Uh, there was a lot of sex. Yep. A Gotta wife be. was actually cooking meals for her husband and his mistress. Mm, oh, nice. like oh. that. that. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice deal that guy had. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. That guy went on to murder somebody. Oh, okay. I thought it was the mistress. Not great. Yeah, yeah. that guy went on to murder. Probably the wife's fault. No, that's why she was cooking. She's like, eh, I know what happens. Did he murder the mistress <laughs> or the wife? No, no, mistress ex boyfriend. Ooh, so he's getting back for the mistress. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. It was wild, and they all worked at the same place. What location oh. was this? It was, a, it was like an airline hangar thing. They all worked. At, it was crazy. Was it, it, was it Keith Morrison or no? Just regular guy. It was uh, the guy, the other guy, the um, Suja something, uh, mm. dark hair Z- guy. Who? Zambada? Ashwaba. I don't think those are real names. Ashwaba. Ashwaba. Oh, the village of... <laughs> it wasn't in there. Uh, <laughs> classic reminder, don't shit where you eat. Pussy. Yes. Uh, Dateline really scares the shit out of me, because uh, the people that are doing the murderings mm-hmm. are not people you expect. It's regular people. Mm-hmm. But Dateline tries to trick you. you know? they, they introduce new characters, and I'm just trying to solve it at all times. right? As soon as they introduce somebody on a left field, you're like, oh, wait a... Why are they even... <laughs> Why is the second cousin being introduced? It's like this guy had to kill him. And the pr- and the prison uniform too. You yeah, got to watch that. Is yeah. he is he doing this interview from prison or because they interview in his living room? They interview them and they sit down and they distort the lights in the background and they put uh-huh. a little makeup on and they put a shirt on them and you never know if they're in jail or not. Uh-huh. And then once you start solving it, you're like, oh, that person's in jail. And then you start looking at the background. You're like, yep, there's the brick wall right there. <laughs> I fucking knew do it. Do they rip it all off at the end? Surprise. Yeah, yeah. He's they in jail. Do, they turn the lights on and normally it's a handshake or uh-huh. they get walked out. It is. Dateline's a great show. Mm-hmm. I, I want it to be known that Sam has definitely turned me on to the Dateline. I love it. Mm-hmm. But it kicked off a great weekend. I wake up the next day, do a little brunchy brunch, a little workout, Ooh. hang out. And then once the afternoon happens, 4.30-ish, mm-hmm. it's like, boom, this is perfect. The rest of the night's covered here. It really yep. is. The rest of the night's covered. Mm-hmm. And that, that first game, those Indianapolis Ooh. Colts down there in Houston. Whoa. Hey, now. How good did they look? Hey, they look, they look really good. <laughs> How bad did Houston look, huh? Yeah, they they look, look really bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were shit. They are bad. That was a bad, and we've been saying this since the beginning. We had the guy that was on The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy that was on The Bachelorette, was an intern for us, works a pro football focus. Before the season started, we talked to him, and he said, this is. Oh, boy. I don't know why I have a 442 alarm. <laughs> <laughs> you got to eat? That is actually my eating bone. Hey, that's the great, most Zito move of all time. At least it was an unbelievable alarm song. It was pretty good. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Oh, pro football, Christ. football, pro football focus guy, bachelorette guy, Mike. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Mm-hmm. Mike. Mm-hmm. Great guy. He said going into the season that Houston had legitimately, statistically, the worst offensive line in the history of tracking people's yeah, talents. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Yeah. He was not wrong. He, he hit was the not fucking wrong. nail on the head. After he said that, Deshaun Watson gets sacked like 63 times yep. or something. Most, yeah. He pressured every like single pass. So is Bill O'Brien done done there? All he, he does is win be. the AFC uh, South. I heard that. <sighs> I've been shitting on the Ravens for a high school offense. Apparently, everyone's saying that the Houston Texans offense is even simpler than theirs. And they did a pregame interview with Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson, and they were asking, like, Deshaun's like, yeah, I'm more of the kind of the cool, under-pressure guy. And Bill O'Brien's like, I'm Irish, man. I got a temper. <laughs> and they show clips of him yelling at Deshaun, like, line them up, Deshaun, line them up. I wonder how it is, because they've had success in the AFC South. Yeah, for sure they have. Yeah. I bet it's a little in-between, because, I mean, he's – brought the pieces to Houston. They have a good quarterback, 
Good wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. What do you have? 115 catches, no drops. It's just the offensive lines. Yeah, but dude, get. the next what five, well, ten the years? Trash too. Well, the next five. Yeah, to, you sign those guys. The next five to ten years, though, you're running into the Colts, which it seems yeah. to be yep. are building a team mm-hmm. that are unstoppable right now. Mm-hmm. They are hot. They never. You never talk about whether or not a team like the first week of the season. Obviously, some teams surprise people. A lot of people do. The Chiefs came out flying, and they've continued to do well. The Colts stumble heavily early mm-hmm. and everybody wrote them off right it was easy to do so but oh, yeah, one in five there's only one team in the history of the game that's ever made it to the playoffs at that record then somehow some way that team gets so hot mm-hmm. and they are now the hot they are anybody can say whatever they want i guess because the rams haven't played or the Chiefs haven't played they are by far the hottest team in professional sports right now by yeah. far the but hottest team, and they so. have well, they control both sides of the line of scrimmage. That's why they're so good too. It's it's awesome to watch that happen. I mean, watching and T. Y. Hilton, by the way, showing up in a clown mask, bro. Badass. <laughs> that was awesome. I I've said this before, T. Y. When he gets like pissed off at somebody, mm-hmm. we had a practice squad DB that like said something to him. And it was the first time I watched it because T.Y. was a very quiet guy in the corner. He was under Reggie Wayne. He wasn't chip on his shoulder, little guy, but dog on the yeah. field. Wouldn't then he's play some dice game, loosen up a little bit, but normally just very quiet. Goes to work every day, works his ass off just because like that's what Reggie did, Marv did. That's just like kind of how it works, right? And then all of a sudden, this one DB said something to mm-hmm. him in practice. Just said, I forget what it was. And I watched T.Y. Hilton for the next probably 45 minutes of practice, just scorch this dude. <laughs> just absolutely. This guy, he might have quit football. The kid might have quit football. Just scorch him all because the guy talks shit to him, mm-hmm. right? Like, T.Y., it just be Where there's people who have, like, a chip on the shoulder, yep. they're just looking for something. They're just looking for something to get them going. And when that Joseph dude, mm-hmm. old guy, calls him a clown or whatever, mm-hmm. and then T.Y. answered with the clown mask, I knew he was going to do whatever the fuck he wanted. <laughs> I was like, this Joseph guy has no clue what he just fucking did. I don't think he knows that. And then early, he gets the rock, yeah, dominate, yeah. dominate, and then they start blowing him out, and they don't feed him as much. But he could have had 400 yards. If that was a close game, I think T.Y. Hilton goes for 400 yards. They started blowing him out, too, because they went all on Hilton. Because yeah, right away, Hilton was a factor, so double. then that's why Inman did Bill so well O'Brien's like, you fucking Joseph! <laughs> hey, how funny is it now, Cloud? God damn it! We got four guys covered on fucking now. Jesus! I'm Irish, sorry. <laughs> that was an awesome game for the Colts. How about Jim Irsay? Can we fast forward to locker yeah. room? Yeah. Your boys, your boy Jim. <laughs> He's a rainmaker. I, I, I like to address that if I can, because people are hitting me up online weird. about this. So oh. Gorman, by the way, tight with Irsay. I mean, for a Best long friends. time, friends with Irsay. He was with Irsay for a long time. He's the reason why I was introduced to Ursa, the whole thing. Hey, he's a rainmaker, bro. Well, well, here's what he's saying. Okay, just put yourself in his position, which we can't. We don't know what it's like to be a billionaire. It's just a whole different mind thought. But that aside. Okay. That aside. I don't know how, but He has been waiting a while for this team. One in five, they start Mm -hmm. pissed off, throwing shit in the suite during the game. Mad, mad. Mad, all right? Then a little streak happens. Then Jacksonville happens. What the flip? Six, nothing. Then it comes out, boom, 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 win, win, win. First playoff game, just happier than a pig in slop. And he says, boys, I'm going to be the one raining on your parade. I think we can be a better football team than what we showed today. Yeah, that's, wow. uh, I, I, Is that really how he said it, though? Well, he's, he, he, he didn't did. say it. You got to understand, he doesn't say it the way that 
You got the interpreter right here. Yeah. He's breaking it down I'm for you. Saying, hey, I'm saying, hey, I'm going to rain on the parade a little bit. We can be better than what we showed today. Dominant performance, but I want to be that guy that's pushing you through these playoffs to get great. And By the he way, hey, I, I'm not, I, I don't disagree. Like I, They should have scored two more touchdowns in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no excuse for not scoring in the second half. Very and that was disappointing to me. I'm like, now they're getting conservative in their play calling. They're just trying to, to hang on right. instead of just stepping on the throat. That was the first sense of that all season, really. Yes. Wasn't it? It was yes. a little bit. It it cost us early a little. And I was like, I want you, I would finally want to see the Colts get somebody down and step on their fucking throat. Yeah, it'd be nice for the fans. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. That, and also, by the way, probably the punter as well, if I had to guess what we're going to think of that too. Because when you're playing on the Colts, cardiac Colts is a real thing. That, uh-huh. That's been something that is Indianapolis knows. Every game, even if you're da- if the Colts are down a bunch at the beginning, mm-hmm. by the end of this, there's going to be a moment where you're like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? Right. What, I got to live that for like six years. Uh-huh. It's wild, man. It's just like every game, no matter how much you're ahead, or how far behind you're like, okay, in the fourth quarter, this is probably going to mm-hmm. be a fucking, this is going to be a grinded out game here. And it's it, it happens on a regular basis. It does. But it seems that it could happen everywhere else too. I think we've seen a lot mm-hmm. of comebacks start happening mm-hmm. in the NFL, strictly because the offenses are so fast and high scoring. With that being said, the Ravens had that at a one score game by the end mm-hmm. of that fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. We were watching that game at the office and it was like somehow – this has become a one-score game out of nowhere. Lamar Jackson drives him down the field there instead of that fumble, drives him down the field and scores. What a completely different conversation is happening today mm. as opposed to then. It's the game. The NFL is good. Hey, can we talk about like, them blowing the the play dead on on, on a couple well, of those yeah. plays? Like, why are they doing that? They've been doing that all year. What? But yeah, is there a reason for it? It happened in the Browns game too. It's Safety fucking problem. things up. Well, are you talking about the the Bears one, or are you talking about the... Yeah, but the, it also happened in the Ravens game, right? Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they caught it a touchdown, and then it, and instead of the fumble. Yeah. The fumble at the goal line, fumble, the, his arm was, was down. down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, guy, yeah. guy took it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the, the Ravens... By the way, we'll talk about that Chicago thing. Okay. The, the overturn, yeah, yeah. the review. Yeah, the catch. That, have to talk about that, for okay. sure. But um, also Parky. <laughs> That's on the Chargers, though, for the comeback. Like, it is one hundred percent One hundred percent. But people are saying put Flacco in. That Chargers defense seems to be damn good, man. You know, Lamar Jackson fumbled four times and threw an interception. I'd have still thrown yeah, Flacco rattled. in there. I know you guys are going to tee off of me. Oh, they'd have been all over him, dude. But, he is. He wakes up to throw the ball. Lamar Jackson wakes what? up to run the ball. What? Of course. At the same time, though, they, Joey Bosa or Ingram didn't I, really have a chance to pin their ears back and just go because it was Lamar. If yeah, you put I had Flacco a drop back quarterback. I hear. I hear but, you. But give, wouldn't give, it be a different scheme too? He's probably getting the ball rid of the ball real quick. No. I, I don't know. I, I think Harbaugh. Oh, Joe, talking about? Joe, 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 Joe Flacco. <laughs> it could have gotten worse. Yeah. I mean, they. But he what did I, come back? What he I'm was saying, three of ten for twenty five yards. But what I'm saying yeah, it is, it became a one score game. Like they were in the game. Somehow the Ravens played terrible. I think they had negative pass yards in the first half, or they were close to having uh-huh. negative pass yards in the first half, or maybe in the whole fucking game. If it wasn't for that deep ball, but they were somehow in that game. And, and I can't help but just think about like if the Ravens win that game and Phillip Rivers loses that game, <laughs> how awesome Phillip Rivers would have been just to watch like what <laughs> he would have done. He would have fucking freaked out. Uh, they were dominating well, over there and then they make it a game. 
Then they make it a game. Tucker missed a kick. Cook shanked one. It was beautiful. Yeah, what's with what a beautiful thing. I don't know. That was very interesting to me as well. He got pancaked too bad. Oh, yeah, he did. Well, that's, what I, that's the issue is everybody's wondering why he's missing kicks. I've never seen a person in the history of the NFL get pancaked as bad as he did and then go and make a kick. <laughs> <laughs> never, never seen anybody do it. And Tucker almost did that. But, but we, he, called, we called the Ravens offense was going to get figured out. They did yeah. seven yeah. DBs or whatever. We talked to Sean Merriman here in a little bit. Ann Hasselbeck about a, a good insight there. Uh, that Chicago Bears game, man. I've, Cody Parkey, here's the deal. So I have been um, the topic or target of this type of situation. Mm-hmm. It was in the first quarter of a game, not at the end of the game. So I was kind of confused why I was getting so much, but I could definitely see being the scapegoat kind of situation, right? Mm-hmm. 27 yeah. death threats. I also missed an overtime kick off the left upright in uh, Colorado. So I uh, almost exact same situation as Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey probably feels this today. Should have made the kick. Should have definitely made the kick. He knows that. Mm-hmm. That block, though, is a real thing. Because all of his misses, all of his misses this year, <laughs> damn near every single one of them, is literally four inches away mm-hmm. from being a fucking great year. He's four inches away on all these separate occasions of being a great year. And if he makes that kick last night, by the way, he's a hero in Chicago. Oh, sure. He's oh, a fucking hero in Chicago. Yeah. He is. If Doug Peterson doesn't ice him there, great call by Doug <laughs> yeah. Peterson. Great call by Doug Peterson. Doesn't ice him there. He makes that kick. By the way, same pressure on Cody Parkey, that first kick. All the people that are like choke job, choke job, or whatever are saying him. He made that first kick that had the same amount in his head. Uh-huh. In his head, you got to think. That's the same amount of pressure. Same amount, sense, everything yeah. is yeah. there, right? So he's got it. He's got it. But if you get a deflection on a ball just like that, and it's dancing with that left upright already, you just got to hope at some point that ball moves four inches in for you. <laughs> you know, after an entire year, six uprights, they're saying. Mm-hmm. You think at some point, especially he did the thank God thing up mm-hmm. there after the miss, which a lot of people were um, uh. commending him for, which is cool, by the way. If, you, if you're a religious person, you keep your faith in good times and bad. Understand but you would think he might have been asking, like, hey, man, one fucking time. <laughs> you know, what, what if he said that? Like, just give me four inches. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people were saying, should he have not gotten it up faster or whatever? I mean, that was incredible push by the D-line. The, yeah. the goal for blocking a field goal is drive. So you're trying to drive the offensive lineman back three yards, and then you're trying to get as high as possible because there's a trajectory there, right? Mm-hmm. They got a good drive on mm-hmm. that, and that was a good thing. But still, you would just hope if you're Cody Barkey that the football gods <laughs> just one time would just give you a, a kiss in. They gave him a kiss, Dad. kiss, Ah, it's like oh. it's like oh. it's like Happy Gilmore when he goes that putt putt thing, <laughs> yeah. and he puts it in the clown, <laughs> spits it out. I Cody Parkey had to feel, and he did. By the way, he said, "I feel terrible." This is the worst. But, but at some point, it's like, yo, Cody, I feel bad for the guy because you would just think, sure. at yeah. some point, like if you're hitting your driver, you're hitting your driver. Mm-hmm. You would think like, hey, if I get 10 swings at this, one of them's going to straighten out for me exactly how I want it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same thing for him. Four inches away from an incredible season. Maybe maybe potential, like, it's just, he got unlucky. He got incredibly, and I sent him a DM. 
I sent him a DM. Did you hear back? Cody Parkey, he, I don't think he checked Twitter. So I, I thought Smart. about that after I sent the DM, by the way. I was like, there's no fucking yeah, way. He took he's, a little Twitter break. There's yeah. no way he's hopping on 45,000 booing him as he's running to the locker room. I know. If, kick it was blocked, been more, though. Yeah. I mean, kick was blocked, which mm-hmm. definitely changes the trajectory. Mm-hmm. And if you see the way it hits the guy's hand, it definitely moved to his yeah, left, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So it probably skips in, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, after you watch film, which Cody Parkey definitely is doing today, is watching film on that. Everybody's watching film on that. He's watching that, and he just sees it, and he's like, how unlucky mm-hmm. am I? And that's why I sent him a DM. I was like, hey, man, incredibly unlucky year for you. I, I don't, Because there's no way a kicker, like a ball that is hitting an upright versus mm-hmm. a ball that is inside like an uh, inch or so, a kicker can't tell the difference between that, right? I mean, Tucker splits them right down the middle normally when he's kicking. A lot of kickers. Vinatieri gets them in there. But there's a lot of guys that, hey, if that thing gets through, we're happy. And he's just four fucking inches. I felt so bad. My video was an actual live reaction, too. <laughs> that was real heartbreak for that kid. He was sleeping on my couch a couple of years ago. <laughs> no. Sleeping on my couch a couple of years ago. It's terrible, but he shouldn't eat all that blame. I understand no, no it's way. the last thing, but like that is the last resort. He is but, out there for the last like resort. You do have to do your, but as a kicker punter, oh yeah, no doubt. Brand, like yeah, that's your job too. Like a wide receiver's job is to catch a ball in the end zone in the last second if you need it. Uh, running back's job is to punch it in. That's his job to make that kick. He knows that too, by the way. Oh, he, sure. He very much the knows fur, that too. The further brand brotherhood is strong, though. I don't know if you saw. Jake Elliott, yeah, I saw yeah, him. Yeah, ran out. Pretty awesome. Remember, Parky used to be a kicker for the Eagles. He was a Pro Bowl kicker mm-hmm. for the Eagles. So he probably has a lot of friends over there. In that situation, though, like how much is that fault for the long, like, the long snapper and the holder? Did you see the ball spinning? By That's what I'm saying. So yeah. the laces were dead left. Yeah. And then uh, Pat O'Donnell had a, a great game. He spins that thing all the way around. Now, granted, Cody got good wood on it, had good rotation. The ball was flying well. Yeah. But all those things, that's not a perfect. Mm-hmm. Because remember, that's a game winner in the playoffs for that snapper and holder, too. Everybody forgets about the snapper and the holder and the thing, like, oh, the kicker, the kicker. But you, you, the butthole gets very, very tight on a game-winning field goal when your job is literally to not fuck it up, which yeah. is what a holder's <laughs> job is. Pat O'Donnell, you go out there for a game. My first time going out to hold for a game winner. The feeling was just like, oh, shit. Like, I got to hit a couple in college, like uh, a couple game tires. I got to hit an extra point game winner in college. So as a kicker, I knew how it felt, right? Yeah. But going out there for a holder, it's like, oh, if I do my job uh, incredible here, there's a chance we still don't. But, but you're not on one knee at that point. At that point, you're thinking, I got to do my job, right? It's what running out to the field that you're thinking. Well, about. yeah, jogging on the field, you're like, oh, shit, here we are in a game winner in a whole new situation. And then when you get down, it's like, okay, here we go. I can control this kick. In my head, I would think that I could control a kick. But if I get bad laces there, the last thing you want to be a part of is like a full spin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. I, I, Jesus. You're Vinatieri. Of course you made it. Tony but, Romo in the playoffs. Come exactly. Out. Slipped out of his hands, that whole thing. Yeah. People don't think about the snapper and the holder in there, but there's a lot happening there with a lot of money on the line. By the way, Foles played great again. Yeah, what's going on? He threw a couple picks, but yeah, that, but but he had, some fa- he had some fadeaway throws that were just on the money. He's but slinging right now. Yeah. Threw that yep. touchdown on fourth and goal when they needed yep. him to. Yep. I mean, he just shows up when they need him to. Are they Dude. back? I, I yeah. can't I say so. they're fear them for <laughs> Doug, sure. Doug Peterson's vibing. He's icing kickers like it's a goddamn video game. He's feeling. He's got to feel good about that. By the way, oh, yeah. last night whenever he was in bed, somebody in his family either texted him or he had a visual, uh, uh, a face to face conversation where he's like. I don't know about that fucking icing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. I would if I was him. 
Yeah, I would feel great about it. You have to. I mean, you do it every time you have a timeout, right? Yeah, but when it works, you got to feel great. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you pull the trigger. But that's what I was alluding to earlier with Parky. Was obviously as a last resort that four, that goal line stand. You got to have that. That defense is the strength of your team. That's what you relied on all year. You got to stop them. I'm so I'm this Eagles team with mm-hmm. Nick Foles. I'm so intrigued by this Carson Wentz, Nick Foles. How 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 does how do the Eagles – I sent out a tweet that these refs end up in the most ridiculous situations. What's the – things you can't draw up. People are like, these refs make terrible calls. They do. We'll get to that. But there's also these situations where that tip of the ball on that one reach, that thing might have been within oh, millimeters yeah. of, of crossing the goal line. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. how do you expect this to – like, just the most ridiculous shit happens. Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, though. Yeah. As the Philadelphia Eagles organization, mm-hmm. you never could plan for this type of thing. You could never go to school on how to football coach. You could never be in the NFL for long enough to know how the fuck you figure out a situation where your franchise quarterback gets hurt and your backup quarterback wins the biggest games for you. It's absurd. Any more re- teams are going to do this? They're going to get a quarterback for 16 weeks? And that- <laughs> <laughs> You're fresh. Bring yeah, them in. Get them in there. Bring them in. I don't know how they handle it. I don't. Let's say Nick Foles goes on another run here to, to the NFC Championship game. How, what do they fuck do they not, do? Well, they not your starter? They've already said that the trademark is going to be strong for him. They're going to trade him. How old is he? Really? I feel like he's into his 30s. I mean, this he did is not his second, hey, this by is the second way, stint with the Eagles. Does not matter. I mean, he did not play great at the beginning of the season. He's just a he balls out in the playoffs. What do you mean, what are they going to do? They get, they're, they're set. Yeah. Don't do a thing. It costs them $10 million a year for Foles to come in and win big games. Carson Wentz is their future. He's hurt. Not, not a problem. Wentz well, Foles' deal up, though, isn't it? Up soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when is Wentz so the you, future? So he's going to want money. You can't pay him. You, you get rid of Carson Wentz if Nick Foles no, wins two Super that. Bowls? No, I'm saying they're in a perfect position. They're, pay, they're overpaying for their backup, but they're not. You uh, know what I mean? Why is everybody so stuck on them keeping Carson Wentz? Yeah, I, here's That's my... What, what if he leaves and he fucking takes some other team to the championship? Yeah, Foles? Yeah. I mean, but what if that happens? What? That's not going. You, you just made the but, worst decision in probably the Philadelphia's history. Also, Wentz, Wentz hurts his knee again. I mean, that first one was pretty bad, and mm-hmm. we could see the difference between this year and last Jim year after Ursay, that knee injury. Jim Irsay cut Peyton Manning due to a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things. There was a, He had no idea if he was going to be healthy. There's a lot of situations that happened. Peyton Manning went on to break a couple of NFL records and win a Super Bowl and appear in another one, become the MVP again in another uniform, and that uniform is the one that they show on TV every time Peyton Manning's on mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. And Jim Irsay is sitting in a terrible situation there with Andrew Luck sitting mm-hmm. there, uh, Peyton's neck injury happening, a lockout happening. There's a lot of things happening at this time. Do you think Payton says thank you? I don't know. I, I think Peyton would have rather stayed in, pay, oh, in Indianapolis. Really? Yes. Yeah. Peyton, but it was... 58 touchdowns in a year doesn't hurt. Though. I think a lot of... Yeah. What, to, in Denver? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he enjoyed his worked time out. there. Yeah, worked there's out. no way he would have chosen, chosen to do, to that. do that. Yeah, yeah. but he Pat, when, when, when they did not... When they said to Peyton, hey, we're going in the direction of the... We're taking luck and we're going in that direction, still didn't know if Peyton could throw the football on that day that he had to say, bro... Because the lockout. Sure. He did not... We did not know... He did not know yeah. if he could throw the football Or at grip that time. a football Or grip again. a football. Yeah. They didn't know if Coach, he could grip a football He was again. shooting free throws with tennis balls and couldn't hit the rim. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. You know? I mean, that's where at the point we are. So you got to make the decision. My future... 
luck, or do I? Re- and also a lot of money. I think it was like thirty million or something he owed him by a certain right. cutoff time. And do we put it in the rehab for him and take it away reps from luck? You know, yeah. you're looking at all. Ursay was in a terrible position. A year too oh, early or a year too late is basically well, yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Though is Ursay was in a terrible position. Yes. Mm-hmm. And his his what he did. Some would say failure because Peyton still had a bunch in the tank. Some would say success because Andrew Luck's just coming in now. Peyton's not in the league for the next five, ten years here. Ursay thought for the future of the shoe instead mm-hmm. of the current. There's a lot of different ways to argue that, but the Eagles are going to be in the same situation. I'll tell you what. You can't get football diagnoses like what we're giving to you in many places. No, you can't. The conversation we're having right now about Wild Card Weekend and what you're about to have a uh, hear from us about the Golden Globes later is something you can't find on Earth. Mm-hmm. And I take a lot of pride in that here. We took a lot of pride in these things, you know, these thoughts, these opinions. But there is one place you can go to that has, like, certified, legitimate opinions. Mm-hmm. A place that has collected some of the greatest minds and writers in the country and gathered them under one umbrella. Some of the Sports Illustrated articles for our writers. For... <clears throat> Former Sports Illustrated writers, former uh, national newspaper writers for sports, former big time journalists have all come together and said, hey, we are now a collection of awesome sports journalism. That place is called The Athletic. Mm. Jay Glazer's involved there. Mm-hmm. Jay Glazer is connected with everybody. Michael Lombardi, mm. ever heard of him? We've been talking about yeah. him a little bit. Yeah. Lindsey Jones, Trent Dilfer. Huh? Oh. Dilfer's dimes. Have you heard about that? Trent Dilfer's a part of The Athletic. Love it. It's just like The Athletic started gobbling up all the writers, mm-hmm. all of them. They're like, hey, listen, you write for us now. You remember when you used to write a little small time and only a small selection of people got to hear your great words and thoughts and opinions and the way you can tell a story in a magnificent manner like a maestro, like a Bob Ross painting a painting? You work for us now. And the athletic has caused quite a dent in the entire journalistic setup because they're cheap. They're very cheap. Oh, yeah. A slew of new stories come out on a daily basis. <laughs> yes, they do. A slew, 650 to 700 new stories published every single week across all sports. Subscribe and be part of the future of sports journalism. Really intelligent analysis and deeper perspective about teams, league, and personalities. That's what the athletic does. You nailed it. I would like to consider us here a pretty hilarious group of personalities and opinions. Yep. But if you're looking for that deep talk, that good talk, theathletic.com is the place to go to. Right now, if you go to theathletic.com slash Pat, you get 40% off. So making it $2.99 a month. And is case sensitive for what when they read that and tweet it, is what I was just told. Okay. So it's lowercase P-A-T. Yep. We should probably do that again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. It's theathletic.com <laughs> slash lowercase P-A-T. It's all the smart people writing. It's, mm-hmm. it's like real stuff. I checked it out the other day. They gave me a free little peeksy. I felt like I, I learned more about the game of football in a brief 15, 20 minutes than I've ever learned. Ty, stop laughing like that. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, you get it. Theathletic.com slash lowercase P-A-T. Check it out. 40% off, $2.99 a month. 
Incredible journalism. By the way, that might be the greatest ad read I've ever done in my life. <laughs> it's up there. Because I like the athletic.com slash lowercase PAT. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. But I didn't I wasn't ready for that lowercase PAT there at the end. That's on me. Should have read that beforehand. Should have checked it out myself. 40% off. Would have loved that. Would have loved that. You know the action network. Mm-hmm. Yep. Revolutionary app about the information and science behind gambling, basically. Correct. I love it. Right? Mm-hmm. It really is. It has articles about gambling. Mm-hmm. It has numbers about gambling, things you should know, things you shouldn't know. When you place your bets, they track them, and it's red dot city, green dot city. You don't actually place your bets there, but they can track everything you need in the gambling world, sports gambling world. It's a one-stop shop to make you a better gambler. I mean, it really is. Yep. They had me set up a prop contest over the weekend, Wild Card Weekend. I was honored to do that, by the way. A little... Prop contests where you pick answers to things, and then if you get the most right, you win $1,000 for nothing, by the way. For, for Just for participating in the contest, you win $1,000. It was free. If you got the most right, obviously. Right. I did a little write-up about each of the individual little contest questions, and I was right about a few, by the way. I was right about a few. I was, I was wrong about the fair catch one. One of the prop questions they had was over-under on the percentage of fair catches. And in my life, whenever I would go into playoff games, all I'm trying to do is get fair catches the entire time. Let's not let the returner break this game open. Right. There was a lot of big returns this weekend because oh, yeah. there was a lot of long punts. And in my head, that's nowhere near what I'm thinking whenever I'm playing in a playoff game because every single play can be the one that ends the game. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to do that on a punt team for sure. But in my head, this prop contest was awesome. I enjoyed it. The the amount of yards that Janikowski kicked versus the amount of offensive yards. But it was just the Action Network has become a really cool little partner in this whole thing. Oh, yeah. They really have. It was. We and, all use it. And we're going to literally everybody. Well, we're a bunch of degenerates. Yeah. True. But we all use it because it makes you a smarter gambler. It makes you know what's going on. And it helps you keep track of what you got going on. The Action Network is literally a must-use during any season that you're gambling money on. Absolutely. It just makes you smarter. Invest in yourself. Get Action Network. And I believe we'll be doing more of these props contests to give away money if you got answers right. Hey, if you know nothing, just go in there and guess in these prop contests. Not costing you anything. Yeah, you might end up winning. You never know. You might win $1,000, and you're also going to get much more intelligent when it comes to gambling. You can follow along with other people's picks. You can follow around, along with the Digsy to see what he's picking on the Action Network. You just search for him, find him, follow his picks. How about my picks? You can track my picks on there. If you want to see what I'm going with, I put my bets in late, by the way. I want you to know I put my bets in late. So right near game time, if you want to find me, see what I'm going for, it'll be up there close. And I only go with locks, by the way. We talked about this. I was hit or miss early. I was hit, 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 hit. And then New England Patriots lost to the Tennessee Titans in the regular season, and I lost on that money line bet pretty large. Mm -hmm. And from that point forward, I want to do a little bit of a spiral, try to play catch up. (laughs) And what did I learn is I only need to go for the locks. Only go for the locks. You can track my bets on the Action Network, my locks on the Action Network. Bro, 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 bets has their own account on there. You can follow along on there, track their bets. It's the greatest place on earth. Uh, for gamblers. Right now, go to www.actionnetwork.com slash pat and enter these prop contests. Learn yourself up a little bit about the gambling world and possibly win $1,000 with your big-ass brain. Back to the conversation.
The Eagles are going to be in the same situation as Ursay was, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. I, because I, 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 see you later, Foles. Hang on to Carson Wentz. Easy. That's decision. insane to me. Really? Yeah, it's really not though. Think about. Think Can about he stay Foles. healthy? Can he think stay healthy? Think about Foles in the first part of this season when Wentz was down. Wasn't great. Was not great. And then comes in and says, "Hey, we got no other option. You're our guy. Go do your thing." And he's been he's been fine in that. But I'm saying that's an easy decision. Some for guys from manager. Some guys heal from those knees injury in knee injuries right away. You don't know with Wentz. It maybe it takes him a little bit longer to get back to right. Yeah, Wentz didn't look good at all that first game back was against the Colts too and he looked terrible Wentz that is so I mean uh, personally I'd probably hang on to Foles but what he, he's, he's got the he has a Super Bowl MVP but yeah. they won't Wentz be able is to, a knee injury away if, from being they another won't be able guy to afford that though right I, what if they yeah, go on a run right now and win the Super Bowl uh, again with Nick uh, Foles they care. might don't care they're the hot team in the NFC right now yeah they've won what five in a row now granted four inches away from losing that yeah. game last night but, so that's something we got to think about but the Bears were fucking good yeah. great in Chicago huge one yeah Nick, Nick Foles goes on to win again what do you do people are eating horse shit again in the parades in the streets <laughs> people are rioting they got the ski masks on Meek Mill is not in jail this time there's concerts happening and they go you know what Nick Foles we appreciate you man but you gotta head out of town I don't know <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, it all depends on how much Nick wants to play ball because you could sign him to a short-term deal for a lot of high money until Wentz's rookie uh, deal is up, right? What if Nick wants to retire after this, by the way? Before he before he came back, he mm -hmm. went into Woods. He was going to retire. Yep. Nagy was the one yep. who brought him back. Was he really? In KC, yeah. Nagy brought him back in Kansas City from the Woods when he was going to retire? Yeah, it's, I saw it last night in 2016. He said Nagy was the one who made him love yeah. football again. And now yeah. Nick wow. Foles knocks out Nagy? <laughs> yeah. No oh. club dub because of Nick Foles? Matt Nagy's going to hate that decision. <laughs> yeah. Let the kids stay in the woods. Matt uh. Nagy. Chicago's thinking, hey, you guys going to you blame Cody Parker? You're going to blame Matt Nagy? I don't. Uh, they, he scored six points before that. You know what I'm saying? So it's Nine. like. Didn't he win three? He had two. Uh, no, that, that's six. Hey, yeah, hey, the first two half. field goals. Hey, Carl's, oh, Carl, Barstool Carl's uh, videos. Ooh. One of the most <laughs> epic things I've seen on the internet in a long time. I know it's it's a lot of people probably see it as disgusting and shit like that. <laughs> but as a human that enjoys people as their character, that video is one of the best things I've ever seen on the internet. Supposedly, you stay at the stadium until like two in the morning. Such <laughs> genuine anger. Like that wasn't a fake anger. No, 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 no. That was not a fake anger. That was a genuine anger from that guy. Cool. By the way, those types of people, those diehards, are what keep the NFL yeah. the NFL. By yeah. the way, yeah. those Sports. people, because fantasy football is taken away from those team diehards like mm -hmm. that. That guy is a diehard Bears fan. It came through in there, and Cody Parkey just so happened to be on the other end of it. And uh -huh. I think Cody Parkey would even be like, "Yeah, I sh that ball should have went through. It would have been nice." <laughs> Playoffs are a different animal. They're Complete. A different animal. Everything's on prime time. Everything's escalated. Did you see the video that they showed before he missed the kick? Like, Parky, back in high school and college with all his YouTube videos, he'd see a pole in a parking lot and say, watch, I'll hit, it. Oh, I'll yeah. hit the pole. Yeah, that's this new thing yeah. these kickers have gotten gonna, into. I'll hit this pole. You know? So I started seeing these videos start showing up. in my. Anytime anybody kicks anything, it shows up in my timeline, mm -hmm. right? Which I respect for the brand. I like it. I'm for it. But I started seeing a lot of these people, these kickers, training on these poles because they're like, you don't need an upright to train. This is a way to train without having an upright. Eh. Go to a baseball field, hit the pole. For me, I never did the pole drill once. I, I, I was always like, I would rather just see it go through. Mm -hmm. I always thought that. 
And there's a lot of camps that go like, okay, we're going to hit left upright this time. We're going to line up on the left upright, try to hit the ball. And I was very, I was a simpleton. I was like, no, no, no. I just want to see the ball go through. If you can give me some beat up balls too, so it goes further. Like that's why I want the confidence. Like <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. go into this thing 100% confident. Hit with the wind. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I would like the confidence going in. I like see it in. And it's, there's some people that are like the technicians of kicking that are like one step drill, two step drills. They always have people working on the upright and on those goddamn baseball poles. And I never understood it, but I think it's helped a lot of guys too. I shouldn't just blame that. But for me, it was that the irony of all those videos popping up of him just pinging it off the fucking pole. It's like, God damn. You had your pole that you screwed around with. No, I don't mean it that way. But if you remember this, during practice, all right, they'd have, they'd have, they'd go 11 on 11 down oh, at the yeah, other it's end. The fucking guy. And you'd come down at the other end and picture this now, right on the goal line, but as far left as you can go on the goal mm-hmm. line, yeah. he would tee the ball up to make that field goal from that impossible angle. Yeah. The field goal now is like this. Yeah. Oh, still okay. going through. You know, no. Still going through. Not every time. It's a tough it was, kick. It was a tough kick. Tough kick. We were all, all eyes were no, on no, you no. while they were down there doing there I mean, was, The goal was to go through, not to hit the. Yeah, yeah. You were trying to put it in. It would be like a yard. I'd be like a yard off. So it would be like a tight little squeeze down there there'd be side action on the side like Gorman <laughs> and like the PR guys no chance 10 bucks no chance yeah it was but I'm trying to put it through though yeah, still right, that's right, the, right. even in that situation where I'm lined up on the pole yeah I did not want to see that thing hitting the fucking right. pole it just wasn't I want to see it going I'm a simple Tim man mm-hmm. I'm a simple guy I just want to see those jump shots fall mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think they'll fall the next time. I'd be that way too. Whenever we play degenerate office golf, <laughs> I just want to hit the target. Yeah. Dog. Hey, yeah. by the way, we got a new game in this office and it's quite it might ruin all yeah, of us. Really? Oh, <laughs> it will. Oh, it will. Not Who's... one of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck you. So Gorman is one. Three. So we have this oh. office golf. <laughs> Three, he says. <laughs> it's kind of it's like target shooting, basically. Yep. With a sixty degree, wedge. with a sixty degree wedge <laughs> in an ball. office yep. from like twenty, thirty yards away, yeah. twenty yards away, with like mm-hmm. half a golf ball, with half a golf ball, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, quite a, a degenerate game no, of it's golf. Not half Stunk. a golf, it's, I mean, it's, a, a, it's golf a ball, ball. but it's, it's like ball. it's not an actual golf ball. But you yeah. get so it. half it's a practice, ball. it's a practice yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, half golf ball. A lot of money's being. The exchanged. target is the width of a cup, yeah. so it's holy. People, people are literally Shot. picturing half of a fucking ball. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a full ball. It's a practice It's a full ball. Yeah, practice golf ball is what it is. There it is. Thank you. We're getting ready for Pebble Beach and the whole office has become degenerate. That's right. Got to work on the short game. Uh, Gorman has won three games. I've won two. You need a caddy, by the way, at Pebble Beach. Any thoughts? Any preliminary thoughts on a caddy? You, you already need- threw your name in. Well, I threw my <laughs> yeah. name in there, but I'm saying if you could, you go around the nation. you got a wide web of friends. Who would you like on your bag at Pebble Let's Beach? Go. I don't know. It's, it's really- a fun, fun time, man. Fun four days. If you make the cut, it's four. I have good small talk. Easy decision. AJ Hawk would be awesome. No, thank you. Vinny? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, he's probably yeah. a good shooter. He's a golfer. He's a tank, too. Yeah. Oh, he's a golfer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he golfs yeah. a lot. He's a round guy, so you wouldn't think that Michelin man? Yeah, yeah. AQ, huh? He's a golfer. He get you into Pebble Beach? <laughs> 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 Fucking guy. Hey, that was everybody else's. Uh, I, I would be in. I, I'm excited for the whole thing there. If I get in there, it's going to be insane, but the amount of money that's going to be gambled in this office before we get there oh, might make this place go broke. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of losers in the room yeah. in that golf game. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Moraldo was so close today. He got hosed. He yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Thanks friend. for reminding me, dude. That was such a shame. <laughs> God, you're cool. You know who got hosed? Hmm. Well, I guess it ended up not mattering. Well, did it? Hmm. What's that? The fucking strip balled down 
Ref blows it dead. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Overturn. Oh, Anthony Miller. Oh, the yeah. Anthony Miller catch. Did that end up? Did it end up working itself out or not? No, the ref, no they uh, had to do is call an incomplete pass. Yeah, right? they called it back. It yeah. seemed like the right outcome, though. Ah, yeah, give eyes. us the ball in the like five. That, I don't know. That's like, what I'm thinking. Like, but, it, like technically, it was a fumble, and the whistle was blown dead, and no one went and picked it up. But you know, take two it Eagles back players to near closest to the ball too. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't fucking go get it because it was yeah, slid blown. But he also he, he he did catch that ball. So how are you not going to move? Yeah. You're not going to move the ball forward. I, when he caught it. I was torn on this. I was very torn. I on I was this. happy with the result Be- I, because I was very torn on it. I guess the rule book states that they did it right. I guess correct. they said on the TV. I don't. They could have just added that. In, Obviously, the they said that. Yeah. But for me, the defense didn't go scoop that. Mm-hmm. When you're in a practice, yes. scoop that is something that is that is preached heavy. Yeah. Heavy, heavy, heavy. That guy makes an incredible play. If he just accidentally stumbles towards that ball and falls on it after thinking you made it, I mean, I think it's obviously a turnover. In my head, though, I think they should have gave the catch. I think they should have gave him the fucking catch. There was no turnover because nobody mm-hmm. recovered. Did you hear yeah. what they said like, when they brought him to the booth, that Larry guy, whatever? He was like, are these refs make up rules right now? And, and he, he was said, like, yeah, 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 but it wasn't. Al Michaels was joking. But the the, the, the refs blew about. the call because How? if he, he makes it. a catch, he took three steps. It's a catch. The ball gets ripped from his hands. It's a fumble. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, blow yeah. a whistle when a fumble occurs. Yeah, that's not blowing the call. That's just not them. That's just them. That's been happening for a while and predominantly this year. And I think what they should do is just. Wait until there is a recovery, then you blow the whistle. Yeah, last yeah. year it was an incompletion. Last year, so that you, was an you gotta remember though, refs, refs. I mean, not all refs, but you would think they would have a feel for how the players feel about something. Like if there's a possible scrum under a pile, I think refs read like, "Oh shit, yeah. there's a real yeah, thing." Yeah. Right? None of the single Bears players, right? It was Bears that broke it up. Bears no, no, caught no. it. Bears caught the it. Eagles players. None of the Eagles yeah. play. Eagles broke it up, right? Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he did the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. None of the Eagles players even attempted to run towards that ball, right? Yeah. They, no, they, yeah. None of them even. The guy that did it even did the pass break, which, by the way, incredible play mm-hmm. by that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just for future, that was an incredible play. But in my, if any of them even turn to look like they're going to get the ball, I bet you that ref sits back. In my eyes. Everyone on the field acted like it was incomplete. Everybody Every on the field. Person. And that's why it should be a catch, though, because you punish the defense for not exactly. jumping on the ball. That's after. Why, that think, would have made more sense than the incomplete pass. In yeah. my head, I was like, I think that's a catch because, granted, he did fumble, but it wasn't a... Nobody recovered nope. it. Fumbles happen without cover or recoveries all the time. Yeah. I mean, that, that is that out of bounds or something mm-hmm. like that. Like in my eyes, it's like, yeah, he definitely fumbled for sure, fumbled. But what happened all the way up until there that was legit was the catch. So that's what. And I he think. was the last one to have possession. So you, that's right, you give it exactly. back to the, the team who had possession last. But I, I, but then there's also no full recovery happened. So mm-hmm. did a fumble actually happen? So did that play even happen? And if you can't overturn it <laughs> yeah. to a real play... So Calling an incomplete pass means you're going to pretend that the catch never happened. Exactly. Yeah. Which th- seems to be the worst option of, of, of if you're going to make something just up. Just like I said earlier, these refs end up in these situations <laughs> yeah. that you could never, ever think about. Just like the Eagles being in a situation, just like Jim Mercer being in a situation with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, there's no way you could ever think of these Those things. refs make the call, but you got to understand, boys, we know this, right? It's New York. They're just there oh, nodding yeah. their head. No, no, no. The ref has, once they make the call, it's done. 
Yeah. It's out of their Once hands. Once it goes it's to like, review. Well, basically what it is is uh, mm-hmm. you go out in the other room, uh, you, your father and I are going to talk about this and about what, you know, we'll have an answer for you. But look at the window that we're talking right, about. Right, But that's it. But <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's all New York. It's it's not that they yeah. made their call, then they're done. Well, then they just go though, listen. They have the rule book there in New York. They yeah. have all yeah. those TV so screens in New York. So how are they not getting it right? Well, well, they're they saying, hey, right. we got to make they got it right. They, yeah, they dug through. You could tell that they, because they sent that over to the TV people to talk about They them. tweeted out the rule book last night. They yeah, so they had the to find oh, So, okay. So, in there was like something there in there that covered what yes. happened. So, yeah. there is a rule if it's if it's a catch and a fumble and no, Jesus there's no conclusive Christ. recovery, it goes back to. This is like those. Because to me, that's like it goes out of bounds. All right, it goes yes, back to the Bears. Right. Exactly. I think it should have been a reception up until that point. That's it. Nobody recovered it, so it's just like a fumble out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And this happens. It sucks that it happens. But I guess they have rules for different things. Think about having to draw up that rule, though. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, what happens? All right, here, I have one for you. What <laughs> happens if the guy catches it, they strip it, um, we rule it an incomplete pass, but nobody covers it up. Well, we got to make a clause for that. Obviously, uh, it just is an incompletion. Then, like, how do they even get to those conversations? That's in those a owners? great question. I think the best part. I mean, for what they decided, they're just trying to step away from the game, which is good. No, like, but they I'm don't saying, how do they even it. write that fucking rule? Like, I mean, how, that's a big think tank. How, I mean, that's a lot of layers yeah. to get to. Same way we come up with ideas. There's like six of us sitting around, we're like, and then we just talk <laughs> yeah, for six minutes until we get legs. somewhere. We're like, yeah. oh, okay, they're just shooting hoops. They probably just they literally it's just. Just what is the worst possible scenario if this were to happen? I think that's what Ref, land on. refs used to come in training camp, and you could ask them questions at practice and mm-hmm. things like that. And Tom McMahon, special teams coordinator, right now for the Broncos. I don't know what's going on. Is the goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> so his coaching tenure in Denver is goodbye. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> I didn't want to go there just yet. I mean, but he would career. draw up he would draw up these things for these refs to have to answer. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, how do you think of these things? And and then lo and behold, one of them would pop up during the season and then he'd be on the email thing, like, you told me <laughs> when I asked that it was just the game of football is so magical because you never know what's gonna happen. Well when you think of what it's become, right? It used to be a hundred dollar business, then a thousand dollar business, million dollar business, now it's billion dollar business. You gotta have every possible scenario laid yep. out mm-hmm. to cover all your bases there because all the gambling money online too. So they, they did it last money. year. Remember Jesse James? Remember the, the T D, no, no yeah, T D? Yeah, we remember <laughs> Gorms. That, that was in playoffs though. And that was then, in playoffs. I know, but then yeah, they started the, field, then they started calling it differently from there. I mean there wasn't yeah, no rule change. Year. It just started calling so it. So I said last last yeah. year that play would have been an incompletion. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, bud? How do I feel? <laughs> About the AFC North. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel great. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, the Golden Globes was last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, two nights ago, I guess, depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah, true. So interesting because the Golden Globes is literally Hollywood talking to each other. They have no idea that the camera's even on, I don't think. <laughs> Whenever they're doing the jokes, it's just for the room. Whenever they're giving their speeches, it's just for the room. And it's a it's a nice it really little is. peek inside of how Hollywood uh-huh. feels about things. Very interesting to me. Uh, a Star is Born got no, no, no credit from anybody That's over wild. there in Hollywood. Pretty surprising. Lady, Gaga. Lady Gaga got some credit, too. She I mean, was, they got she was the best part. I mean, Shallow... Um, she, obviously a banger won best song. Oh, she didn't win best actress in no, the movie. No, fucking Glenn did. Oh. Glenn. By the way, oh. Glenn's speech though, two ends, Glenn, was a was a mesmerizing mesmerizing moment from the Golden Globes. A lot of them go political, get very political, but the speech that Glenn gave seemed engaged and real, and it's probably because mm-hmm. she thought Gaga Ga- Ga- Ga was gonna win. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So she, she didn't write it all down. Yep. She should have. 
bullshit. Yeah, she won. They won best song. I know that for a fact, right? Shallow won yes. best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some other guy was talking for that for that award for that. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah I said no respect. Yeah, fuck that guy. Said that when you write for Lady Gaga, you're ba- he, he. Oh, look at oh. this guy. Oh. So he's saying if you like if you write for Lady Gaga, you automatically win. No, what he said was that she was incredible with it. She took it and made it her own song. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. But he did all the speaking in that uh, acceptance. It wasn't Le Gaga. It was. <laughs> she, well, she was saving hers for later, but Glenn yeah. out of She'll nowhere. For the she Oscars. don't care She'll about a Golden Globe. She yeah, wants yeah. an Oscar. So yeah. Golden Globe means nothing to nobody. Well, that's that's like you don't want to say that. But I think it's prestigious, but not as prestigious as the Oscars. Yeah, it's it's normally the the award show where everyone gets drunk. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's a frat hammered. party. The Oscars, yeah. that's a ball. It was like the, I mean? yeah, it was like the Rose Bowl this year. No one really cared. But it's the first one. It's the leadoff one. Yeah, it's like a preseason game. It's a little preseason. To me, the Golden Globes is the biggest for TV people. Uh, for yeah. shows that are on oh, TV. It's so many shots fired at TV people, by the way. Movie people were close. TV people in the back, yeah. they had a whole Jim Carrey bit about yeah. it. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Like the thank the foreign press. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking, I mean, everybody. You got to do that. Well, yeah, I, if you don't, you'll never get another one. That's right. I do feel as if these people are getting awards for being creative. Mm-hmm. Creative individuals. Mm-hmm. Creative. You either acted, which is your art, Somehow you wrote something, which is your art. Somehow you have a imaginative brain somehow to be able to dive into these characters or write these movies or score it or, or make this laugh or that laugh. You have a creative uh, gene in mm-hmm. your body. Cast it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They talked about it a couple of times last night. Like this is our art. This is how we do it. And the people that win the awards for being the most creative people in particular groups and genres, get up there and give a speech. In every single one of them is the exact same goddamn speech. Makes no sense. No creativity. No creativity. (laughs) We don't need to thank 500 people. They fucking get it. Just tell a little story up there. You're right. Yeah. Make me laugh. Especially at the Globes like that. It's not stiff like the other ones. I mean, it's supposed to be loosey-goosey. They're throwing liquor around. I'm with you. Hey, if you want to do a political thing, go ahead. Cool. Let's just make it sound good. Let's not read it off a goddamn page. You're paid to memorize lines. (laughs) What are we doing? That's the weirdest part. It is. Yeah, you can't memorize. You can memorize what other people write for you, but you can't memorize well, something you write any, for your own. They don't want to leave anybody out. You may never win again, and that's going to be your forever moment at the Golden Globes. Uh, as a, I would as like a, to as thank a winner. Uh, Jim, you know I, James, Jackie, Joe, Todd. Yeah. Not you in Indianapolis, Todd. <laughs> Pittsburgh, Todd. Also Indianapolis, Todd. Ohio, Jill. Todd, you, Lighting team. I think they should put an end credit scene behind them and they just have the names go. That what would be it, easier. What is a one walk? You it. know how like uh, college football teams have the signs for the place? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that'd be good. Have too. somebody walk out right behind you Whoa. with a ca- <laughs> like uh, uh, captions almost. Thanks to these people. Give a regular speech. Every photo has the people. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. see, hey, look what we just did. We made it creative. Yeah. Which... If you're winning an award for being creative, you would think you would fucking do. That's right. Here's my thing. A lot of these big stars do not have Twitters and things like that. They're, I think they're afraid of the internet. They go out there and they, they put themselves out there and they try to do a creative speech. They're putting them out there to criticism from the internet. Was it when this they weekend? Just, and they just read off names. Was it they're this, fine. Was it this weekend where Jason Witten called out Twitter? He said uh, to Booger, he said at the Pro Bowl. I'll go do defensive drills. You you do tight end drills, and we'll, we'll let the Twitter people who like talk so much decide. Ooh. And I was like, oh, Jason Witten is acknowledging Twitter. That's a huge deal because I think Twitter has been quite a negative place for Jason Witten this yes. year as he's yeah. yes. been going through his learning um, a little bit bumps, uh, we'll say, in the whole mm-hmm. thing. And I think, I don't know who told him. 
how he found out, but he took a broad, broad swipe at Twitter. And it seems like that probably is the Hollywood thing. Like, hey, this is just a terrible place. These people give these reviews on these IMDb things. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible place. These people tweet terrible things. This is, this, that is probably like, Just read your thank yous. Thank everyone. Thank God, blah, blah, blah. And get off the stage and you'll be fine. Just tell a story about when you were broke and an actor. I mean, I, anything. I, anything. I'd like to give me something from the heart. You hey. know what I mean? Well, I also think like a lot of them probably don't want to be there. Probably just want to go up there, mail it in, get it over with, and get get back. I can in the see that if you're Denzel, Bro, you're like fuck well, another one. You are on f- you in know? front of thirty million people. That's bigger yeah. than any of the movies or shows that you're doing right now. This is a work event. This is not. This is that is a work event. But that's exactly why they wouldn't do that because they don't want to be those people at the work party after. Because they're going to that Golden Globes after party. You don't want to be part of that small group, that one, that everyone's like, hey, fuck these people, huh? That, you hear that guy's speech oh, up there? He's a big I thought prick. you were going to say you're going to be the guy at the work event who's Hold in a on. meeting asking questions. When you just shut the fuck up, we'll get out of here. That's <laughs> what I was going to say, too. Oh, you're thinking everybody in the crowd's like, listen, we all know. Like, just shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, we get, get it. Over we're, we're trying to go drink. Oh, I didn't even think about that. If that is the entire crew of A-list and B-list and D-list and everybody's just like, listen, you win, keep it quick. Yeah. Because we're running past time. And when that music gets, we don't need you. Oh, that was something. A guy won. The f- one of the Fairley brothers, yeah. yeah. And he told the music <laughs> to stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So he, he he silenced the music. So turn it off. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to tell a story about how a musician was silenced. Mm-hmm. And I just, the irony to me was just <laughs> completely. <laughs> was it on purpose? Completely maybe? outrageous. Oh. oh, yeah. He was dead serious. <laughs> he was telling a story about how racial injustice to this mm. musician back in the day. It was an incredible story, by the way. But for me, the first 15 seconds of it was incredibly ironic because he was screaming at the music people to basically shut up. <laughs> yeah. And then he led off with a story about how this musician was silenced. And I just lost it. I was like, oh. I was obviously on some vitamins. Yeah. I was obviously on some vitamins. So I was like, whoa, that was crazy. And then I started listening to a story. I was like, oh, good story. I'm happy they stopped the music. I'm happy he got through that. But it was a wild scene. It was. I love when they start playing that music. I love when they start playing that. Hey, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the reactions can be great. The Hollywood foreign press are these very nice people, right? They all, hey, the foreign press, the lady who spoke had this exactly how you think she would sound. Yeah. Like super Accent. proper, just very proper. They take a lot of prestige. Aye. But they're a wine drunk, too. Like, they're not going to directly tell you to shut the fuck up, but they're going to do something mm-hmm. in a, a roundabout way. And that music seemed to be louder this year <laughs> than it normally is. What's the next up, you think? They just put a trap door on the ground? <laughs> A fucking the hook, <laughs> the hook. I don't know. It's a. It was. I watched the whole thing. I thought Sandberg did well. I thought mm-hmm. Sandra O oh did well. Sandra O. Oh! Yeah, like her. there <laughs> from Grey's Anatomy. Yep. Oh, see, I didn't know. Yeah. I thought she did well though. By the way, she obviously wasn't a stand-up comedian. No, but she did well. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Sandberg, so. good gim, good gimmick, good gig. I thought he did great. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, so good. Should think about it. It's, it's pretty enjoyable. funny. That's why I mean, remember, it got canceled and now it got picked up again because people wanted it back. So I was watching the the commercial mm-hmm. for it, and it was the one where he was drawing out what he thought the commercial should be. Yep. And he was like jumping on a helicopter, mm-hmm. and then they show him in real life, and the guy's like, "No, that'd be way too expensive." Like I, I legitimately I mean, laughed. You're a Terry Crews guy too. I legitimately, Whoa. I legitimately laughed out loud at that. I was like, yeah, that was funny. I did not see that going that way. I thought it was everything I thought it was. <laughs> Whenever yeah. he was jumping on that thing, I was like, yeah, these motherfuckers like this corny ass pop star, <laughs> Andy Samberg. Everybody in the office likes him. I seen that pop star movie. I think like, this guy's terrible. And then that commercial happens. And I'm like, people that I'm friends with like this show, like this show. And then all of a sudden, the cut at the end is him mocking it. I'm like. 
oh, he was just doing the same exact thing I was doing. I think I like this guy. <laughs> and after that commercial, I was much easier and lighter on Sam Burke. Did you like him in SNL? Do you remember him? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I remember him much. Because he did all the songs. Like, he was the music guy. Oh, yeah, Dick yeah. in a Box. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Lonely shorts. Island. Yeah. 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 I'm on a boat. There's a lot of cool stuff with Timberlake. I thought that was yeah. inc- I thought that was really good mm-hmm. stuff. But then he, that pop star, I thought he was just like he his ran downfall. His, his Saturday Night Live course, by the way, right? Saturday Night Live people do good, 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 and then bad. That's yeah. what happens. Uh-huh. Good, 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 good. And then all their creative juices are almost used up or yeah. something like that. Wasted. Hap- happens to everybody, and then they're, I, they're gone. Seems like in my personal research, that is what happens. I, I think he's really good in small doses. I don't think he can carry a movie I or agree. be a lead role or anything like that. Well, I yeah. saw a pop star, yeah, yeah. and you're right. <laughs> but I'm excited for Brooklyn Nine-Nine if it was anything like last night. I thought he did a great job. I thought I really did. I thought he, you're in a terrible spot hosting any of these award shows. Yeah, it's a no-win situation. You can only on tiptoe. You're a holder for a kid. You got to be very, very good if you want to get any praise at all. You're a holder. You are. That's exactly what you're. you're you can only fuck it up. Well, mm-hmm. and you're never going to get any praise because something that happens during the show is going to outshine whatever you do, whether it's positive or negative. So Unless you're, you're Seinfeld, though, or something like that. Like, big name. I think he'd get uh, killed if he did it. Yeah. Right, so he I'm, wouldn't want to do that. He would never do that. That's what never. I'm saying. He wouldn't, but I think well, he'd like, in, in this their... day and age, I think he'd get killed on Twitter. I, I just don't. It's not a like somebody's gonna have to do it because Kevin Hart and mm-hmm. uh, El, by the way Kevin Hart Ellen DeGeneres now the LGBTQ community going against Ellen and Kevin Hart now mm-hmm. and the Oscars I'm excited to see how that works out but whoever hosts that is in a terrible position mm-hmm. that person has no shot they are an NFL ref mm-hmm. there is nobody pulling for them yeah. <laughs> they whoever's yeah. signing up for that has no shot unless it's somebody like Ellen who is well before this situation was universally loved. I think that's the only person that goes. I love someone uh, like Ellen. They might actually give some creative control to. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if you, you're an, does it you're again. an Andy Samberg or somebody like that. You have no Kimmel. Yeah, I wish they have to. He, I wish they would bring he's back, just uh, it's on ABC. He's oh. the quick fill in. It's just like whatever. We know this guy can control the show and and do it. Like who gives a shit? Let's just get him up there. And get it over. But with. does Kimmel want to do it? Kimmel knows that whoever goes up there, the Kevin Hart. Fans, fanhood. That, yeah, hate th- him. That whole evening is going to be a interesting one. Now, granted, this is just the internet. So if these people don't ever read the internet, which is possible, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal at all. We'll just live to see another right. day. Did, see you tomorrow. Did I remember did- really enjoying Ricky Gervais? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we, was, you was, may have, but a lot of people did not. Yeah. Like just, I liked it. We big, we would have all if you didn't see it. Everybody in this room would have loved what Ricky's race. Oh, no, oh no. yeah, I did. That's right. So I remembered that. The, the thing about that is exactly back. what I just said though at the beginning mm-hmm. of this whole thing. <laughs> they're doing that show for the people in the room. That is a show for Hollywood. Yes, they don't really care about the outside the room. Right. Yeah. And we're just getting a glimpse to look in on how they do their like balls and shit. Uh-huh. Ricky Gervais was the complete opposite. He was doing the show for the people at home. Yep. He didn't care about anybody in the room and but great moments in that great. great moments in that but there's no way they ever bring him back ah, that's a shame how about no. Timberlake he, someone like that could do it he yeah. crushes the ESPYs too someone who's someone who's loved by everyone dance. Yeah. back in the day Billy sing. Crystal and yeah. Robin Williams man when they would do it like it was fucking you have to be universally unreal. loved did, yeah. did Rob Riggle do uh, no. do one recently no. or no did not the, the Oscars, Oscars he did the ESPYs hey, I thought okay. Drake did well with the I Oscars. watched Drake if he did the Oscars this year yeah but the, Drake will never host the Oscars no, like the yeah. people who are running that they are never gonna let that happen it's just old ass white dudes which is why it's Billy Crystal what about Steve Carell like that all the time he, he'd be alright universally loved he'd been in some seriously good movies as of late that have been mm-hmm. up for Oscars Steve, too. Steve yeah. Carell, I think, could go in there. Good pull, Frank. Because the well, Oscars, I saw him last night. He looked distinguished. He had the beard. Yeah, he looked good. A little gray. He had, a, he had a funny moment in the middle of that where he wasn't supposed to have, and you could tell that he was having a funny moment. 
Uh, I think he said something that came out the wrong way, and you like saw his face like gather himself, and then he kept continued to talk because he did the Carol Burnett mm-hmm. introduction. He had he's I think Steve Carell is a possible answer. Yeah, it might be the you might have hit that on, but the he may not there. want to do it either. That's a tough spot. That's, that's a thing. I mean, why would you want to? That's a tough spot. You're pissing off whoever. Yeah, especially if you're already very famous like that. Right. I mean, what do you have to gain? Yeah, I think it makes sense for the two people like did it. Last night, that makes sense for them. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not at a gigantic well, level. Uh, massive, Tina yeah. Fey and Amy Poehler, we, we used to be fucking great at the Globes. Oh, yeah. they were awesome very much. Oh. That's true. I forgot about that. The Golden Globes, though, you guys are telling me mean nothing. The Oscars are all that matter. They're they, a warm up. I wouldn't say they mean nothing. Yeah, like I said, a lot of times, what happens at the at the Globes kind of forecasts what could happen at the Oscars. I'll tell you what, I, I never thought I'd watch that whole thing. I did. I'm kind of embarrassed, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for us to take one over one day. Let's hope that happens. Uh, thank you so much for everybody that listen. Hope you have an incredible Tuesday here, rest of your day. Uh, Heartland Radio 2.0 is back tomorrow. Huge thanks to Sean Merriman, Matt Hasselbeck, and the boys here. Incredible. Thank you, guys. Uh, on Thursday, we got Quentin Nelson, the Ooh. juggernaut, Ooh. all-pro, rookie offensive lineman for the Colts, Let's and go. T.Y. Hilton. Oh, let's go. go. Nice pull. Let's go. Both of those, not big talkers. <laughs> not big talkers. I'll be excited to see. You. I think we're going to get good stuff out of them. Yeah, you'll get oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, not just Colts fans are going to enjoy this Quentin Nelson kid, by the way. He might be the best offensive lineman to ever come into the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are not many rookies who are first team all pro. They're Joe sure. Thomas, right? Probably the last guy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Good company. He's pretty damn During good. During the draft, I mean, they said he was going to be the best. For, yeah. He's going to be an all-pro yeah, all for the next jacket. 10 years. Yeah. Uh, this guy's the guy. Might be the greatest offensive mm-hmm. lineman in history. Excited oh. for that conversation with him, knowing that he could maul me at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> T.Y. Hilton wore the clown mask. He's doing big things. He doesn't get a lot of national notoriety either. I can't wait to talk to him. I might have a special surprise guest as well. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. Got a hint? Got a hint? Got a hint? Uh, Throw something out there? Uh, special surprise. Gotcha. There it is. There's your fucking hint. Last night, <laughs> Sam and I were in bed with Val in between us. Mm-hmm. And Sam attempted, didn't attempt, she actually just chose to, on Sunday, out of nowhere, with zero preparation, do a seven and a half mile hike. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Because the weather was nice. Nice. Was nice. <laughs> Great was. day. January, good weather. Mm-hmm. Wild card weekend. I'll be watching games. Mm-hmm. Her and a couple of her friends go on a seven and a half fucking mile hike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, a quarter, that's more than a quarter of a marathon. Go to another town. You end up in another <laughs> town when you walk seven and a half miles. Legit. <laughs> yeah. Whole new county. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think there's like, we talked to a business owner who has a non-compete that's seven miles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she walked it. Seven and a half miles. But she chose to take Val with her. Oh. Oh, no. So, yeah, so she's that. getting in the car. She's getting in the car with Val to go to this hiking thing. And I go, yeah, what did Val do? Right. <laughs> hey, hey, why is Val? And she's like, oh, she's my hiking partner. I'm like, seven and a half miles. Val hasn't run from one side of our house to the other in probably six months. Like I think Val- Val's fully informed of what's going on here. <laughs> Val's excited to leave the house. She thinks we're going to watch football. Mom, uh. mom puts her in a seat, and she's excited, and she knows the way down to this office. So, like, mm-hmm. Val, as soon as I'm turning off the highway, she, like, starts standing. She knows. I would have liked to be there whenever she drives right past the exit to come here and go to the hiking thing. And Val just looking over there like, where the fuck are we going? Just going, rut row. Where are, where are we going? Starts getting water bottles strapped to the back of her. What the hell's going on here? Backpack. Yeah, exactly. Hey, welcome. You are now a donkey for this mountain. No, she walks. Val walks the whole, the whole thing. And I guess the last half a mile, it was like she was being dragged, right? I guess Val was being dragged. 
dragged. Sam had to pick her up into the car afterwards, <laughs> wow. like just a bag of bones. And Sam sends me a picture in the car ride home, and Val's just staring at the camera like, I don't know why the fuck. <laughs> so she gets all the way home, and Val's laying in between. Passes I had to, the fuck out. had to lift her up onto the bed, by the way. She couldn't wow, even get up on the exhausted. bed. Lift her up on the bed, and she like dragged herself like an army drag in between <laughs> us, and then she just laid her head down on my chest, and I was like petting her like, hey, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And then I look over at Sam, and Sam's like, can you? Anyway, you can go get me a walk. I can't walk. <laughs> so now I got Val, who can't move. This dog literally can't move. Sam can't move. Her entire body is sore. I go get her water. We come back. She passes out shortly thereafter. Val's sleeping there. And I'm watching the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm looking over. And, and Val's like tucked in underneath us. I'm like, this is going to be a child one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is going to wow. be a human one yeah. day right here. Dogs mm-hmm. will do that to you. And that spun me into probably a two and a half, three hour conversation with myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just staring at the ceiling. Like, what happens if I produce a fucking serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> you love that serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to be a good parent when you have a kid. You have to be a good parent because... Dahmer could happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dahmer had terrible parents. Dahmer yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. So then I started thinking, like, how can I? How am I going to be able? I got things I want to do with my life. Too. Correct. So I had almost had a panic attack, and I am not somebody who gets anxiety in any situation. Mm-hmm. By the way, any of them. You throw them in there for me. It's like, okay, I'll just make a story out of this. If this goes bad, we'll be okay. Anything good's going to happen. Last night after the Golden Globes ended, I almost had a goddamn heart attack. <laughs> I was thinking about my child and how terrible of a parent I'll probably be, mm-hmm. and then it ended with me going, yeah. A lot of terrible people are parents. <laughs> yeah, you I'll got probably that. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. I swigged NyQuil, <laughs> drugged myself to sleep, basically, Smart. and cuddled Val and just woke up this morning like, yeah, hopefully I never have a kid. <laughs> so it was a full range of emotions. See, that, makes, that shows me that you're going to be fine. Anyways, hashtag Endgame, hashtag Endgame. Send us something hilarious. Let's have an incredible week. Cheers. You guys are the best. Ty Schmidt, hit the music.
I'm giving 